Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Writer. Also joining me is Evgeny. Hi, so... Uh, <laughs> show and tell. You're not in your okay. room anymore. I am, well, I am in my office this time. Uh-huh. Um, I, I switch things around. Sometimes I'm in the basement, sometimes I'm in the first floor, sometimes I am in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> God. So I'm, I'm Argent. I do show and tell on this podcast <laughs> and sometimes have not so hot takes. So for the show component of show and tell, I got this postcard looking thing. It says Star fight like Wars. a girl. And then it has Excellent. some badass girls that fight. From Star so, Wars. From Star Wars. Yeah. Excellent. I recognize That's... two of them. Yep. And for my tell, I will read from my words of wisdom. They're not mine. Oh. But I will turn to a random page. I hope these are short. <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, well, so so it's it's a bunch of like one-liners or two-liners. Okay, okay. Right? Oh, cool. yeah. That's fine. That's uh, fine. Let's say convictions are more dangerous enemies of truth than lies. That is by Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah. Well, we could go on a long thing about honor and stuff with that. But, uh, but, and, uh, and truth and lies. Yeah, yeah. But, the assuredness movement. Yeah, but but this is not a cause. Uh, this one is not a, a Cosmere podcast. This is going to be a non-Cosmere podcast. Also joining us is Shannon. Hi, everybody. I'm Gray. And lastly, we have Ben. Hello. You guys know me as Overlord Jeebus, and I have I have a mini screwdriver. There you go. That's my, nice. that's my show and tell. Nice. Mini screwdrivers are great. They are good. I was hoping it would be a drink, honestly. Actually, I mean, I've got my, got my water. Got some good water. What? Hmm? Oh, heck yeah. Let's touch, let's touch it. it. I mean, I have a multi-tool <laughs> that has right <laughs> I have tools. Should I, should I grab my tools for this? Is that what we're doing here? Apparently. We're, we're just going to move on from grabbing people's tools and we're just going to move on to other subjects. I have uh, that or, showing, again. or showing our own tools. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Why do you do this every episode, guys? Man, this, this podcast is that just That was not tools, us. Really. You cannot blame us for that. That was 100% Arjun. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a solid point. That's a good point. It's like 80% Argent, okay? There was a little bit of Ben and Gray there. And I'm Chaos, and we're moving on to the show now. (laughs) And what we're talking about today is we're talking about the original, a audio original. We the original audio original. The original. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've 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 made all of these jokes. <laughs> I am running these jokes into the ground. I've been like thinking these up all week. It's so you, your jokes are not original. <laughs> you thought about these beforehand? Yeah. No, I, I can't remember any of them, to. but I've definitely planned some. Okay. Anyway, this came out on the 14th. It's a collab with Brandon and Mary Robin at Cole. And so we're we're gonna talk about it uh slightly later, but then we we had a chance to listen to it. So that's fun. So let's we'll start with some spoiler-free reactions, and then we'll pretty quickly get into spoiler stuff. Uh, but if you want to know how what we think, we'll do that spoiler-free real quick. So, but what what's the premise of this? 
So the the kind of rough shape of the story is <clears throat> we live in a futuristic society and uh, our main character, Holly, uh, wakes up in a hospital. Turns out she's essentially a clone. Uh, they call them provisional replicas. Um, and she is a clone because her original, the person she was kind of made from, uh, apparently killed her husband. And so in the society, they have a thing where sometimes they make clones of those originals to hunt those originals down. And then if they succeed, uh, they kind of take their place in society. Not creepy at all. Uh, <laughs> that premise. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the premise. So what did you guys think of the story? I liked it. Like originally, when Brandon first started talking about the story, um, I was not excited about this story at all. I remember. I was just like <sighs> clones. But once, like once it was announced that he was co-writing it with Mary Robin Robinette, I I thought that was interesting. So I'm like, okay, this might actually be good. And then I listened to it, and it was great. Mostly, I have issues with the end, but <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. Shannon, what did you think? Oh, I was very positive on it. Um, I had a, I had a great time with it. Um, yeah, um, I am not an audiobook person, so I was like, I am just going to get myself through this so I get through the story. But I was I had a great time. I, I really mm -hmm. liked it. Ian, are you normally an audiobook person or what is um, your feel on audiobooks? <sighs> we, that, that should really be connected in with our general thoughts. Yes, I'm. <laughs> I'm becoming more of an audiobook person as the years go by, just because it it's just easier because I can listen to it as I'm falling asleep. I can listen to it while I'm at work. And so, yeah, it it doesn't really affect me one way or the other at this point. As long as the narrator isn't terrible, which uh, Julia Whelan is not. She is yeah. pretty good. It was, I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, Evgeny, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> I'm also not a not an audiobook person, and part of that is because a lot of the things I do are on my computer, uh, whether it is for pleasure or for work, and those things require my brain, so I can't really have an audiobook uh, going on because I, I, I just miss things or they distract me or whatever. Uh, this being said, I did listen to this on my computer, uh, kind of in between other tasks. So it wasn't just a single like three and a half hour, four hour mm -hmm. take. And so it wasn't gripping enough where it like grabbed me and, and just forced me to listen to it for the entire duration. Like I would pause, like I listened to this four hours over the period of like two days or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, if I were like outside or walking or just doing something physical or whatever, I think I would have enjoyed it well enough. Mm -hmm. um, but just going my normal workflow or life flow, I guess, mm -hmm. it was fine. I, I really, really like the world building. Um, I was pleasantly impressed by pleasantly impressed, I guess, if you are pleasantly surprised uh, by Julia Whalen, uh, the narrator. I think she did a fantastic job. Is it worth the $10? Maybe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a resounding maybe on that one. Um, it's a good story. 
it's not a five out of five or ten out of ten story. Like on on the subject of it being worth, like I think this gets into the same issues people had with the white sand graphic novels, where the amount of story you get isn't commensurate with the price you have to pay. If you're just yeah. going in for like words on the page, like you, you have to change your perspective. Different like, format, different value kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am a, I am an, I would say I'm an audiobook person. I get, I have a 90 minute commute every morning and evening. And so I go through a lot of audiobooks. Um, and so I'd say, yeah, I'm audiobook. And as an audiobook, I think it was really good. I think, who was the audiobook lady? It was Julia, Julia Whalen. Whalen. Julia Whalen did a great job, um, at like giving Holly a lot of personality. Um, I really liked that. Um, as like a bit of short science fiction, I am I am a big fan of that kind of classical style of short sci-fi where you kind of get an idea and you use like a short bit of fiction to really fully explore the idea. And I feel like this was kind of like that, but with lots of ideas. And so even though I liked it, I was like, there's, there's a lot of, I still have a lot of questions about the idea you've, you've, ideas you've presented me. So in a kind of similar to how, oh, what was it called? The, the Mind Blade ones, the ones that Star Sire based on. Defending uh, Elysium. D- d- yeah. Yes, Defending Elysium was, was an idea every paragraph was introduced. That's a dead it story. Was, it was, that was chock full of ideas. And I yeah. feel like this is kind of like that, where it was like, here's just a load of ideas, and they're not all explored fully, as fully as I'd like them, but I still liked the story, and I liked the ideas it presented. Brandon packing ideas into a story that's, <laughs> no, uh, right. that's never happened before. <laughs> and they cut <laughs> ideas out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, it was a live stream. But it was yeah. like supposed to be like androids about as well, mm-hmm. as well as all the people as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess we should mention there was a live stream with Brandon and Mary Rabinet. Uh mm-hmm. I don't remember the date, but it was like mid-September. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go and hear them, sometimes talk about the original, and sometimes, <laughs> most of the times, uh, talk about just them being like friends and colleagues. Uh, you can go give that a listen. They they offer a little bit of insight into things like how the collaboration worked, how it was different or similar from quote unquote regular collaborations. Um, some deleted content, as Ben alluded to, uh, and things like that. Cool. Uh, and Mary Robinette is just. An incredibly smart woman, yep. and you should always listen to whatever she says. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes, uh, I I work now on Thursday net during the semester, so I don't get to see the uh, live streams. So like it uh, sucks. Uh, and it's like ah, uh, not watching them live. I just don't care. But I'll have to like, give that <laughs> a listen. So me, I do not like audiobooks. I have never finished an audiobook before. This is the only audiobook I have ever finished. Uh, but that is usually because, similar to Evgeny, I don't. I'm I'm usually at my computer. I'm usually doing things and when I'm doing things I want like things that I can sort of be in the background and books I have to actually pay attention to. Like mm-hmm. watching TV shows is even like kind of hard uh because I'll just like miss facets and uh the other thing is that like I can read way faster than listen. Oh, <laughs> uh, so but my brain just has a hard time processing lyrics even. Like it's just really difficult for me to do that. Yeah. So I, I re- listened to this at normal speed. I really liked it. I was I, I thought it was a, it was a very positive experience. Um, still don't know if I'd listen to 
audiobooks driving even on long road trips because i like i like my peppy pop music to keep me awake but uh no the narration was really good um the story was pretty good uh i listened to it all in basically one sitting cuz i listened to it yesterday for the podcast uh cuz that's what i do yep. when, <laughs> well, on this show is i finish it right before the end uh, I took a walk and then I was doing some cleaning and so that, well, that got me about like two hours into it and then I was just on my computer and I did see myself zoning out a lot more being at my computer but uh, mm-hmm. I think I got most of the things in <laughs> we'll find out but uh, <laughs> I, know. It, I thought it was really good um, definitely I do have a lot of questions about the ending as well but uh, yeah it, it was it was quite positive uh I, I can see why people like it and the narration was great i i really thought that the music actually did add a thing to it like yes there's a scene in a nightclub and i thought that was like really good i really like to see the, the, nightclub. the, the nightclub like <laughs> the music really added to a nightclub aesthetic i was like okay all right there is something about this being purely audio that like it did add something because i was worried i would just be annoyed that i couldn't read it mm-hmm. And on the nightclub note, this is one of the scenes they specifically brought up during the live stream. And I don't remember exactly why, but I think it was in the context of Brandon wrote the scene and then Mary had to go back to him and like, this is not going to work in an audiobook format. And so I think, I think I think they had to work a little bit and get the music to happen there. And the music really, really helped. Yeah, yeah. totally did. It's, before I started, I had... I had seen a lot of people complaining about the music and that it like it overwhelmed the narration, but I did not find that to be the case at all. Like, I, I didn't find that great. either. I, I felt it was very easy to understand uh, as a person who doesn't understand it very well. So that, that's me at least. So your mileage may vary. Just uh, on a note, like praising Julia Whelan, um, as this as this was my first audiobook, I didn't think I would enjoy um, narration because to me it's sort of like I've, I hear people like reading from books and it's and it's and it's fine, um, but like there's like the voice people have when they read from books, but this was not oh. like that. This was just like normal. Talk. I was like, wow, I didn't realize like audiobook narration like could mm. be like this. Like so, she narrated it. Like she was the character, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I don't I I don't see myself doing a lot of audiobooks in the future because, like Eric, mm-hmm. I just read so much faster. Um, I can I can get through a book in a couple of days, whereas like an audiobook would have me sitting there for a week trying to find time to Oathbringer, to get over it. fifty hours. <laughs> do you want to do that? I don't understand yeah. people doing that, but sure, if that's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And, um, but yeah, it was just it was a great experience. Like I didn't know audiobooks, like, you know, it's like it, it felt like it added something. Like this was this was a good trade-off for the time it took to get through the story. I was like, yeah, you know what? Julia Whalen's performance. I'm like, I can see I can see this being worth it to people. So And I will say, like, part of the reason like sometimes narration works and sometimes it doesn't is it's a lot harder to get it right when it's third person. I feel like, yes, with this being in first person, like it does give it that sense of character. Like this person is telling you this story. Yeah. That's a good point. point. Third person can still be great. Not trying to say it it can't be, but like it it can be sometimes easier with first person. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear you, but I, I keep thinking. So, 
the nightclub scene and the music specifically um, mm-hmm. made me think of uh, the graphic audio adaptations right. of, yeah. of many, many books. And mm-hmm. obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but with graphic audio, the way they, they do the adaptations, they are far more dramatic and far more... Mm-hmm. I want to say immersive, but for some people, it's not immersive. Like it kicks them out of the story, but it's, you get mm-hmm. far more in, in Sound world kind of, yeah. Special effects, mm-hmm. music, like sounds and things like mm-hmm. that. So I have a question. So a lot of you guys are saying this is your first audio book. So I assume this is also your first audible original. Well, yeah. it's not through specifically yes. audible, but audio original. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so for Audible Originals, a lot of them, that graphic audio style where it's kind of like, um, that, that's that's kind of Audible Originals style. Like I listen to, I think the only other ones I've ever done are the Alien novels because I'm alien. Uh, so with those Audible Originals, they'll, they'll have like a full cast of characters. They'll have sound effects um, and they'll have, mm-hmm. you know, th- it, this is the kind of style Audible Originals kind of go with is they have sound effects, music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's probably more that we are looking at the difference between a written book being adapted to to audiobook and something that's mm-hmm. designed, designed to be audio audio. first yeah yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. and and graphic audio is obviously adaptations but they like go through that extra step to go through the book and like cut the the he said she says uh mm-hmm. and things like that oh okay yeah uh, but the reason I, the main reason I brought them up is because they are, for the most part, the third person, like especially Brandon's, mm-hmm. and the delivery the voice actors make doesn't make it feel like like it's it's a lot closer to what we get with the original, yeah, um, where because the like line each character has their voice, yeah, and the line delivery is like delivered as if a if a, if a person is speaking like with emotion mm-hmm. with cadence with um i think they sometimes bring the cast in the same place to record like conversations between their characters okay. yeah yeah that um having like cadence and like actual emotion behind the the words being said is important because i've listened to audiobooks where they're super monotonous where they're just reading yeah. words off a page it's it's awful it's a nightmare i i cannot listen to audiobooks where they're like that yeah, yeah like you want like this. action scenes to be read a little faster you know yeah like which julia like did really well courses. yeah uh, mm-hmm. that's like you feel that intensity more like she sounds stressed like yeah. you know like and she's like yeah. mm-hmm. you know like breathing a little harder like you know i'm like oh i'm not feeling it it was a great <laughs> performance like i was very impressed by that so do we want to go into spoilers now yes so the spoilers yeah. all right so by the way so massive spoilers it, it's not that long really so now now we're gonna spoil the whole thing so time time to stop if you don't if, right yeah. to the ending we might talk do, about do we the just want to go right to the end do we want to go with like the end of the mystery and just talk about I, that i think so yeah we yeah, probably need to yeah. that's kind of the main thing right so basically the the solution to the mystery is that her husband jonathan had a real job and he was working on the with the government with like the the nanites and things like that memory tech specifically Uh, memory tech and jonathan discovered that the government had a back door to uh read people's memories and edit them uh when people are revived i thought he found the back door that no one else knew about yet 
and that's why they kind of want it. That's why they wanted his his mind stuff because they're like, oh, you found a back door. Let us know where it is. I thought they were and using the back door, and he like locked it so no one else could use it. Am I totally Something off like base there? So he discovered it. It was never clear whether the government had actually made use of that. Yeah, I think that's what I remember. Like okay. he, he discovered yeah. it, but he, yeah, yeah. It, he discovered that it was possible. Yes, yeah. but it's okay. ambiguous on whether it was used. I mean, for me, the fact that the government was like after him when after he discovered it made me think that they didn't know about it and they wanted him to tell them about it. Is is kind of the impression I got. Yeah, otherwise if they already knew about it. Like, why would they? You know, yeah, because he went to a thing to, I guess, confront people in the government about it, and he died. Uh, and they made a provisional replica of Jonathan, and then uh, mm-hmm. that provisional replica was what Holly, the original Holly, used to... That That's what that's... Holly killed. Is that what happened? Yes, it was a provisional replica I he, that Holly... I thought he went off-grid, and they yeah, he, made PR he, to he went off-grid, like he... Yeah, he didn't go to he a place to find anyone. He went off quick grid, and the provisional, rec- rec- uh, provisional replica then hunted him down and killed him, and then yes. took his place. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is true. This is... Maybe I shouldn't be doing the recap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have half a page of notes. Oh, that's, that's oh, good. I, I didn't take any notes. <laughs> uh, so that, that's... The original Holly killed provisional replica Jonathan. And yes. that, that's what happens. Yes. Um, oh, see, I'm glad that you guys have notes because I had I didn't realize that's what happened. I thought the original Jonathan committed suicide, so I was I had a different. I, mean, I, I technically he killed himself. You know. I mean, yeah, I don't... but they made this whole. They they why would why bring up Jonathan's like depression if it wasn't? I don't think uh, it, it was super clear on whether or not he committed suicide or the provisional replica killed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Original Holly definitely thought it was the PR that killed him. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she she killed him, yeah. But what is is in the story is that at one point, about two weeks before the party that is kind of the inciting incident of this whole thing, John checks out. He stops going to the renewal stations and goes on a business trip, quote unquote. Right, right. Uh, at which point he disappears and the quote-unquote John that comes back is actually the PR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right, right, right. And at the very end, uh, both the PR Holly uh, points a gun at original Holly and Holly, the original Holly points a gun at the PR and it's uh, ambiguous as to which one died, but the very last chapter is just a thing there's there's like audio logs that the original Holly is sending to PR Holly, uh, and then mm-hmm. there's just one more audio log that's like dear self, and like it's clear that one died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do we think it is? Who do we think it is? And, and I think there's a line that is like the whoever is making that audio log at the end is saying, uh, "I wanted to live uh, even in this half." existence that i have or something something like that yeah Yeah. i i have i have thoughts on the end what do you guys think i think it's written to be deliberately ambiguous absolutely (laughs) everything everything there could technically could apply to either one yep on purpose 
And I think that was a good use of the audible format because it's the same person talking. And so you have one voice actress and like, you don't know who it is because of the way that she says it. Cause she's the voice actress for both of them. Yep. <laughs> you would get the same effect in written text though. Yeah. You yeah, just don't put yeah. it in dialogue text. Okay. I, um, I, for me, I don't, not that I, uh, it doesn't matter to me which one it was that uh, kind of was the one in the end. I just, for me, in fact, I actually would have been happy if it just cut to black with them both just standing in the gallery and like mm-hmm. we hadn't got that last audio log that said one of them died because I would have liked, I love me a good ambiguous ending. And I felt like, I was like, when it ended there, I was kind of like, oh, that was really good. And then it started talking again. I was like, oh, okay, we've got a bit more. And then I, I thought, mm-hmm. I don't know, I felt it was stronger if they hadn't had that last audio log. But yeah, because yeah. to me, it doesn't matter which one of them survived. I just. Yeah. Um, okay. I agree that I would have liked it to cut before that second audio log. Because I, I actually put a lot of thought into this on why I liked it then, but not after the audio log. Ooh, yeah. It is, I like ambiguity when it happens through the story. I don't like ambiguity when it happens during the story. Which means like, like if we had cut off with them, like the standoff, it's like, ooh, like what happens next? I don't know. Whereas now it's like, okay, I know one of them died, but which one? Like, I want to know the answer to that. Hmm. Yeah. It like so that like frustrates me. It's like it happened, like I should know the answer. Whereas yeah, if it had happened, cut yeah. just before that, it's like I'm just like well, I just, I don't know. Like, we didn't get that far. I thought of it as like the Inception ending. It's sort of like, mm-hmm. we're not going to yeah. tell you. You you decide for yourself. <laughs> it, it really is a lot like that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, I think cutting off before the last recording would have been just not satisfactory to me. Like, I, I feel like the story wasn't closed at that point. I feel like there was no resolution. Um, what that resolution is is a subject of debate. Maybe maybe there are endings better than the recording. I don't know. Uh, but to actually address the the main question of this, uh, I think it's the original. Yeah, um, I, I was I was very on the fence at first. The second time listening this, um, I paid special attention to the exact phrasing of of what is happening in that last voice recording so before the last voice recording it could be either one of them uh both of them both of them start with the intent of killing the other both of them eventually understand the other better and kind of lower their guns and then obviously because of the recording one of them actually lifts the gun faster than the other and kills somebody and so listening to those uh, uh phrases at the very end we have um uh, no one heard the gun, which I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly, but I don't recall energy energy weapons making like a loud sound or any sound yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Because when it, the when standoff is yeah. uh, PR Holly. Go ahead, Ben. When it hits people like and it puffs off them, they just no one even notices a thing has happened. So I'm assuming they're silent. Yeah. Well, the, the theming also edits it out. Yeah, I, oh, that yeah, was my yeah, impression. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but I don't remember like bangs. And so PR Holly is wielding an energy gun that can kill her original. The original is, is using an actual like old school revolver. Yep. Uh, that's going to make noise. So we have that. We also have, and I quote, 
I am a more honest version of myself from before when I believed all the lies. Obviously, the theme of hey, theme, um, these are lies, you are a liar and things like that are very much a thing for the original Holly, not so much for the PR. And while I can see a switcheroo happening, it doesn't... PR Holly, as we know her as a character, wouldn't say something like that at this point. Yeah. And then at, at the near very end of that recording, there's actually um, the, the person making the recording says uh, like goes through the things they will no longer be able to experience um no more iris clad renewals uh making a reference to the theme that holly uses in the renewal station which is like an iris that she walks into um no more lies the author of the recording says and the, so these are things that are specific to people who are checked in right uh, because if you're checked in, you, you're checking in every week, you're doing your nanites, you're, you're okay. getting your renewal. And so if you're saying you're not going to get these things anymore, then you're a checkout. That's what that's saying. Yeah. And combined with the no more lies. It I does make it sound like it's the original. Yeah. Because the, the PR doesn't strike me, wouldn't, wouldn't check out. Like she doesn't strike me. She can't. She, she dies she if she checks yeah, out. She can't. Yeah. Check yeah. Out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's, that's where I stand. No, I think you. I think you're onto something there. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely got the impression that it was the original. Yeah, and I did not I, like that because I really wanted yeah. PR Holly to survive and become a government yeah. agent with Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it I, is I like designed to be ambiguous with like a like this half life and mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, but like it does definitely does apply to original holly too because her entire mm -hmm. life is destroyed like she's not living yeah. her old happy life anymore so yeah. yeah and i think even if you original holly shot a regular gun i think everyone else's theming will just yeah, tune we'll out the gun unless yeah. it like a specifically affected them or something right like wouldn't that always mm -hmm. happen yeah yeah. Th th yeah that is accurate but the fact that she's saying no one heard the gun implies that there was noise that the gun made that oh, 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 yeah, that no one oh yeah, yeah 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 okay um, Even if i never did get the impression that energy weapons were silent though like i don't know yeah i, 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 I don't think they have to be silent for sure yeah. yeah yeah they don't have to be i agree what what do you think shannon um i when i first heard it i was like oh the original did it and then i was like wait Maybe it was the replica. So then I like I went back and forth and then I kind of like landed on like it it's the replica. If only because I don't believe with the emotional state of um this is this is this is just based on like the replica's read of the original during that scene of mm -hmm. like the replica being so sure that the original is not gonna kill her. And I'm like that 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 rang a little bit more true to me in that mm -hmm. i don't think the I, th I think the original like was feeling much more guilty about it than she was expecting to she was like mm -hmm. she said liar but at the same time she's still trying to justify herself to her own replica so it's sort of i don't know i like i i kind of buy it when the replica was like she doesn't have it in her to kill me she wants to be she wants to be um 
she wants to be justified more than she wants to um more more than she wants anything else it's sort of like i i kind of got the feeling like the original had nothing else mm-hmm. in her life like she kind of like mm-hmm. upended her own life she she like it's not even like a half life she has nothing left um whereas like the replica actually has something she has that connection with skylar and like a possible future like as soon as she kills uh her original she she can like function as a regular member of society they'll take away the 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 fact that she has to die outside of renewal stations so um yeah so it was just like a like the replica has always lived in the world like as soon as she left the hospital where like none of the theming works she she already lived in a world where nothing was the same again and i don't know just Mm -hmm. thematically um yeah i think for character reasons (laughs) yeah i think that makes sense i think with um with the ambiguity ambiguity of the ending, I think one of the reasons I would have liked it to cut just before the last voice call is I st- I would have liked the option that neither of them shot each either. Yeah, because I feel like that was that was an outcome that could have happened. Like if they'd cut there, we could have argued if whether one of them shot the other, which one. Shot I didn't which, think they were going to do it until yeah, I didn't think they were going to do it un- yeah. until mm-hmm. until the last audio log. True. I yeah. really I really didn't mm-hmm. think that they one of they were one of them was actually going to kill the other. Um, mm-hmm. but. I- I did like the audio log, though, because it did give some character closure, though. So I think I do agree with Evgeny that if it just faded to black, I don't think I would have liked that. Whereas like this, at least it's ambiguous, but it does give some character closure for Holly uh, in a sense. Uh, but you more, don't more... know which Holly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what makes it a fun thing to talk about. Uh, usually I don't really like ambiguous endings. Like, I don't think oh. I love the ending because of it, because I don't really like that i think that in sci-fi stories about clones and replicas and we follow it <laughs> yeah. and we follow a story following the replica um this is like this is a common theme in many sci-fi stories just about personhood and like if especially if they were going to bring androids into it like the concept of personhood is so important in like these high concept sci-fi stories mm-hmm. it's like it's like um, it's a tragedy if the original lives, but this is like a story of self fulfillment, like um, and like this. She she does yeah. count as a person if it's the replica who lives. Part of my read of the original was that the original did not feel that PRs were people, like they they yeah. were things. Yes, that's true. Which yeah. is part of why I think she she was the one to kill the PR because like. She isn't killing someone. Like, yeah, she's right. killing. Whereas PR Holly like has to contend with like, I am killing a person. Yeah. And whilst yes, I might have previously thought that PRs weren't people. I know PRs are people because mm-hmm. I am one. Yeah. yeah. Um, to offer a point of support in the the PR Holly lived. One of the very first lines we get in the entire thing Ooh. is um, so Holly, the Holly we are going to soon find out is a provisional replica, wakes up in the hospital and uh, she's describing the environment and the people around her. And, and she thinks to herself or she says, and I remember this very vividly. And then goes on to tell us what she remembers very vividly. The way that read to me or sounded to me was as if this entire audio drama, audio original 
is kind of like a memoir hmm. of somebody uh. who's telling us like yes it is all in past tense but but this and i remember this very vividly stands huh. out to me as a weird thing to say in a like a standard third person limited hmm. um yeah. story that's a good point interesting and if we if we interpret the end being pr holly living like the lack of iris clad like renewals because like she went in the renewals and she knows like yeah this is this is not what i've ever thought it would be except when i was a teenager and stuff so she wouldn't have that was there any other line in that audio log that required the person who lived to definitely check out because I think you said the Iris I don't think so. Yeah, so her half life could have just been like, yeah. I mean, I don't have the life that I had before, or I mean, I guess she never had it because she's a clone. But uh, mm -hmm. the life that she remembers. So the half life definitely could be PR Holly because that that makes sense with her characterization. Mm -hmm. And I mean, her decisions of you know trusting Skylar definitely makes sense that she did want to live right whereas the original holly is more guilty so i i'm mm. i was like I oh it's the original I, but no. i think the replica wants to live more than the original did yeah. um i think the original is super crazy it is not yeah. making rational decisions well i mean i agree with that statement too i, was, I never got over the fact that she carved the guy's face like yeah i'm like the whole time saying that i'm like that's that's not even like if you had a rational reason to kill someone that is not a a rational decision to then carve their she dead went face. Un full <laughs> unhinged and it's yeah. like yeah at least he was post-mortem uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did i bleed can can we just talk about uh when PR Holly confronted Jill Preston where she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I have nothing to lose and I don't care. I'm gonna uh, die in yes. 24 hours. I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> that was intense. And, and like, mm -hmm. I I just loved the character struggle of like, I'm enjoying this. I really shouldn't be enjoying this though. But it's like, <laughs> ah, whatever. It's like. Mm -hmm. Damn, that was a good yeah. scene. I really like that. Was that was one of scene. my one of my favorite scenes. Was just is just most enjoyable. Like, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, that was that was good. And it it it's in. There's another ambiguity with uh. Well, at least how society will go after this because Jill Preston, this leader of this terrorist icon group. Well. Actually, maybe not even a terrorist group, right? Because Jill Preston's like, oh, yeah, you saw some audio recordings of us doing things. The government very easily yeah. could have just fabricated that. And that's totally true. That's entirely like, possible. What, like, there, Holly is a little bit naive. Like, you know, yes. when she's like, oh, but the government can't access our memories. And all of us sitting here in, like, our current <laughs> social media state of, like, always being surveilled are like, oh, yeah, oh, no. when, uh, when <laughs> oh, no. Uh, when Skylar was like, no, we can't do that because of laws and rules. I was like, oh, yes, those things that definitely oh, stop governments doing stuff. Yeah, there is a totally yeah. stop for you. Oh, no, oh, they definitely. Oh, yeah, Mr. Government Man. Okay. Like, I guess I, I trusted Skylar the entire time. Like, I, uh, don't think, I don't well, think Skylar is a bad guy. I think Skylar believes what he be, says. 
Yes. Yeah, yes. there's a, okay, there's, give a you difference, there's a difference between Skylar and the government that Skylar represents, right? Yes. Um, oh, I have a different read. Hmm, interesting. Really? I will say as well, when you say you might trusted Skylar, I kind of I was expecting when the there's the editing thing of the the clone where yeah. she was edited to have like all this muscle memory and then the editor yep. to like enjoy violence or he wasn't no, the, no she thought that but they didn't they did not do that um, yeah. but then when they started talking about memory manipulation I was kind of like man can we trust anything that anyone I said? know that moment because I'm like yeah I'm like she's saying oh yeah PRs are totally a normal thing that like sometimes happens I'm like has she just been edited to think that that's a normal thing that happens and is something else going on entirely Obviously, absolutely like, nothing nothing not where about it goes what she thinks is true is trustworthy yeah. um yeah. I have this whole I have this whole thing about I want to talk about like the twist again later with the whole memory modification, but also with the whole thing about trusting Skylar. It was like my my vibe was that like Skylar genuinely does um, he is trustworthy as far as like Replica Holly is concerned. Um, I don't like I think he genuinely was looking out for her, but I also like got this vibe of like he knows the truth, but he can't say it on record. Um, and you know, mm -hmm. it's sort of like when Holly when Replica Holly is four days to live, it's not the time to get into all of this. Like I I, I always got the feeling that Skylar knows, like you know, and you know, is not being totally upfront about like oh yeah. We definitely can't touch your memories. Absolutely yeah. not. We would never. We would never like change you as a person. Um, you know, like I, like I, I got the feeling like he was saying the party line. You know, but also like maybe he, he's a government agent and has been for a while. Like maybe he knows. But like because he was, I think he really was looking out for Replica Holly. I don't really have. I never really felt like. I never thought like the twist was going to be that he was evil and was like manipulating yeah. her the whole time. <laughs> He it's works in the that, he works in the provisional replica department. He doesn't work in the memory manipulation department. You know, it's yeah, it's, yeah. Know, it's yeah. sort of like he he knows he knows how things really are, but he just can't say it out loud. Kind like, of. The moment we found out like he was a provisional replica was when like my opinion of him like instantly like okay I did trust you guys. You. Did you guys not think he was from the beginning? No, no that I was not at all. To me. <laughs> the moment he said, oh, the moment he said, like, oh, you like we need to tell her the truth. That was like, oh, he's a provisional replica. Like, that's why he's saying this is because, like, he's a re provisional replica himself. Like, I thought that was the moment, huh. like, we're telling we're telling the audience now, oh, he's he's one, too. And like, you know, and he's going to be her replica mentor, oh. like, in this process. I, I thought think... that was the, I thought that was the giveaway. Oh, like, I was I, like, it didn't, didn't, it didn't occur to me because. I assumed they they got rid of the replicas once they once they were done with their job. I, I, like, I well, that's true. Like, At that like, stage, you you don't know that. I, I, I was not trusting anything anyone was saying to her. I, <laughs> I, I just I, can't. I just assumed he was decent. Like yeah, <laughs> well, and he could have just like worked in the PR department and like not be a PR himself and like wanted to tell her the truth on things. Like I think that makes sense for him to say. Oh, sure. It makes sense. I just, I genuinely thought that was the moment of like, we're telling the audience now he's, he's also one. Oh. And, um, I turned out <laughs> to be right. So like whenever, when they said it later, I'm like, yeah, Holly, get it together. It's like, like follow along here. <laughs> I, I have a hot take about Skylar okay. as this conversation is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Skylar does totally believe what he's saying about the government Be probably because mm -hmm. when when you're a cop you probably have to deal with government bs all the time right <laughs> like in his annoyance about things 
seemed pretty yeah. realistic. It's like, yeah, we can't monitor yeah. this. And he, he didn't seem thrilled about it, you know? But, but, here's the hot take. What if, because he's a PR, he could be edited as to inherently trust the government more? That's an entirely reasonable thing that could have happened, right? So they, they go into it a little bit, but they generally only choose PRs that would react favorably to yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah, right. That aren't going to go rogue, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. are generally good people, yeah. Yeah. And no, like, would potentially, because like a lot of PRs, the impression I got was a lot of PRs do end up and working for the government because yeah. they can't do what they used to anymore. No, like, of course not. You know what gets me about the scene where she's like, was I edited to be violent? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't say we can't do that. <laughs> he, says, <laughs> he says we didn't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, I've got one last question about Skylar, guys. Mm -hmm. Ooh, what, kind of, okay. what, kind of, what, what kind of knife do you think his nose looks like? <laughs> uh, orange carving knife. Nice. <laughs> I, oh I, uh, speaking of orange carving knives, like I was not prepared for someone to be so into carving oranges, but certainly the way it's written is like, oh, yeah, this person is really fish. interested in carving oranges. So yeah. I was well up, like, I bet you, <laughs> I think carving fruit is like a whole art form. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. When they were talking about like things being ephemeral, but like they're real, right. it's sort of like that's like such like a low key, really good like world building moment of just like when you dive into not just like what exists in the world, but like how the people in that world think. I'm like, yeah, of course, people would be into like all this random stuff like carving fruit because they don't they don't need real jobs to survive. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, like they, they can do literally whatever they want with their time. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, what people are interested in is like the things that you can really touch and eat, you know, like the things that you eat, you know, are for real. The like a bunch mm -hmm. of times we're told that the only things with real color in the rooms is like the food, like especially the oranges. But like, yeah, but they can still print food, though. They can still yeah. bring food, but like, yeah. like you they know, we, we get like this food. whole, yeah, we get this whole thing about like, the oranges are real. You know, yeah. like the, dra the dragon fruit is real. Right. Um, so this, the, like, it's this whole point of contention about like, their art would be, in, instead of like, it's not just food to them anymore. It's now something, when, you, when it's something tangible with real taste, that has real color, that didn't come yeah. from your theme. It's like, I, like, wow, like, this is like, of course they would think like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have a lot of thoughts on this, and I don't know how many of them are going to go into right now because I think I can talk about this for like at least half an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, great. But but welcome some to the Afghani talking half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in in twenty five minutes when I let other people speak. Um, oh, well, I we'll put timestamp below <laughs> 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 to skip Afghani. <laughs> so, uh, some some things of note. Uh, fruit carving is a big deal there, or at least it is in Holly circles, because uh, she has a friend who is into dragon fruit carving, mm -hmm. and uh, like she meets her in the meets in the forest. Forest. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm doing a lot of air quotes here because <laughs> we gotta real, talk right? about that scene. forest seal. Oh my god! Yeah, we yeah, have, we, we, we do. We'll get there. We'll we get there. We will. We'll get there. Uh, but she meets her there and she is talking about how this other person that she knows is doing, I think, like 
carrot sculptures or carrot carving or something like that. So like there, there's a there's a theme here. There is like people, at least in Holly's circle of like friends or acquaintances, like that's their thing. That's their hobby. Right. Um, yeah. And be- yes, because you don't need to work, you can use your time to do whatever you want. And that's why John was such a big deal because he had a real job. Like right. he wasn't just pulling yeah. his um, like government yeah, yeah. allowance or whatever. Uh, so that's point number one. Point number two, there is a there is a huge, huge theme in the entire book about what is real and what is not. And it yeah. and it, it shows up everywhere all the time, right? Obviously, the, the most kind of clear depiction of this is uh PR Holly contrasting the kind of very bland white world that she is now living in versus all the vibrant and colorful and and extravagant in some cases themes that everyone else around her is experiencing and so uh that's that's one point where what is real comes into i think both of the hotels that she checks in have this kind of vintage vibe to them and so does the restaurant where she gets taken to when she gets kidnapped from the market and she makes uh, she makes some remarks along the lines of um, how it is very uncanny valley to be in this place where, um, yeah, she got a little bit used to seeing everything as bland white surfaces, but now she's seeing real things like real doorknobs that are that are polished to the point where they would look like they belong to a theme, but they are real. And things like that. Uh, obviously, there is uh, a bit at the end where PR Holly and uh, original Holly are in the gallery and they have a brief conversation about art. And in fact, one of the lines, in fact, one of the very first lines that they said to, that they say to one another is uh, PR Holly, when she feels the gun of original Holly at her head, asks, can real emotions be generated by something fake? Uh, which is obviously like a little bit of foreshadowing, a little bit of setup for the later <laughs> reveal. Do me a little. <laughs> um, uh, later reveal that Jonathan was in in some ways fake, but also in some ways real, and the emotions that both original Holly and PR Holly were feeling were they real? Were they valid? Were they edited into them as original Holly suspects? And and there are other remarks here and there, but like we don't need to go through my full list of notes too. <laughs> I think um, one thing that I've been thinking about, um, which I feel like is made clear at the beginning and then added ambiguity near the end, especially with the reveal of Jonathan being a PR, is the artist with the clay. The artist with the clay, yeah. right? They are. They have this pot of clay and he they shape it to something and you get to mess with your hands and then they make it back and then she like touches jonathan's nose with a bit of clay and says look you're real too but he's not that is that (laughs) is actually really funny yeah is the the clay real and then i'm like is that was that just a real bit of clever theming like is the art supposed to be was the art installation like oh here's this real clay that i you can do with your hands but it's actually a theme and it's a you know which I, I think the clay was definitely real. I think that was part of the point. I don't yeah. know. Like, like I said, I think it could go either way at this point because, you know. Based it, it, on I, like the forest scene, I'm like, you that one was so. 
just based on like how like if you like to to get to the to the point of like theming in sensations i'm like yes i do yeah. think the clay was real but i also think there's there's like things like that in the world that are not so i think it, like people could turn off their themes to check the clay you know like that kind of thing like just i so thought it, that um but there's a line early on where she says that she's never e it's never even occurred to holly to turn off her theming she's never seen the world as it actually is because it's never oh, even occurred oh, to her. i i figure i like, figure like they probably i like i mean in the sense of like they could probably like have this like notarized and sourced like someone like oh yeah the, like look at yeah someone verified the realness of this clay um, yeah she she does turn it off at one point when she's yeah. teenager, like that's how she knows what the renewal stations actually look like, which ah, is like okay. white cubicles. Yeah. So they, they have the ability. Yeah. They just for, yeah. for the most part, they don't do that. Yeah. But on that scene with the clay, uh, it's interesting because uh, when I was doing a real, uh, a real listen of this, I noticed that Holly marks him and says, Hey, now you're real. And he frowns and doesn't answer. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. That's really cool. I really wish I could just scroll back. Like, the audiobook is great, but I do wish I could have a text version to reference. That'd be real nice. Yeah. We love, we love yeah. having references here on Shard. And, and <laughs> Coppermine stuff. Uh, but Evgeny actually re-listened to it. So that's really nice because we procrastinated recording this. I was oh, like, why, do you, why did you take notes? And now I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you took notes. <laughs> there, there are some interesting things that I noticed on a, on a re-listen. That's, that's um, really nice, because I imagine PR Jonathan is struggling with a lot of similar things that PR Holly yeah. was and struggling with, right? To, to follow up on that, uh, when this is revealed to us as listeners is uh, when Holly is in the hospital bed and the doctor there is asking her, what is the last thing you remember? And mm. it is not conclusive, but it sounds like the very last thing she remembers is her doing the clay thing and then, yes. and then saying, hey, you're real. And then he frowns and doesn't answer. And so part of me wonders... Is this kind of the inciting incident where she goes and confronts, well, PR? Jonathan. I believe we know it was that night they confronted, I think, or if it was very soon after. Um, yeah. I'm sure, he says something like that. Now, um, yeah. now I'm just confused on the timeline. Yes, that's, this is one of my major complaints of the book. Um, I have actually one major complaint, and it bothered me the entire book, and it was never resolved. How much time was there between the party that she remembers, the last thing she remembers, and the murder? It's, it's established there's a few weeks between the murder and her being revived as a PR, but she's yep. never told how much time is between the party and the murder. And I, that to me is, would be, if I'm hunting down a self that I don't know, essentially a me from the future, like however many days, weeks, months, how much time between the last thing I remember and the murder, it was would be super important information because she's all like, oh, I don't know this terrorist group. Well, I'm like, well, how long was that between the murder and you not knowing the terrorist group? Because if it was like a day, then yes, that's fair enough. You didn't know this group. If it was like six months, then like, you know, how you could have joined this terrorist group in six months. And it was never even, she never even asked like in her head, I wonder how long. And it was, mm -hmm. it felt like a really glaring omission because it would be super relevant to her investigation. 
the thing I'm confused about is when do your memories get backed up? Isn't that at a renewal station? So when yeah, you remember a renewal introduced station? at the beginning. I yeah, she says that at the beginning. I was bothered by this discrepancy because of the later reveals of how much the government was involved in her husband's death and replacement. Um, yeah. I can see this being part of the cover-up. Like, I... I just assumed that the original Holly had been to a renewal station after the party, but before the murder confrontation. I guess like, I guess that's how it has to be, um, right? But no. then they edited. Yeah. But then they edited oh. out some of her suspicions, like all, like like the, basically everything after the party that like led to her going. I think this is a this is a fake Jonathan. So I yeah. like. Uh, important. She original Holly says she confronts Jonathan at the party about him being. Oh, okay. At the party. Oh. Yes. Oh wow. Thank yeah. you for notes. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. So then they go home, and then he murder, she murders her, him. That that's kind of what it sounds like. But how did she get to a renewal station? Then how did she get the memories of the party? Yeah. Then? Right. So the, the timeline. It just uh, the timeline. Valid. Is, yeah. The timeline doesn't work out, and the fact that she never. It wasn't just the fact it's she doesn't. It's not explained. It's also she never questions it as well, which is my other major issue. It's like a twofold yeah. problem. It, do, it does issue. sound. It does sound <laughs> like she might have been edited. Yeah, but how? How would they even know about the party then? I mean, <laughs> well, they, they they can see like let, let's say let's say she, yeah. she she goes to the party uh -huh. uh, with Jonathan uh -huh. and she confronts him there. Uh huh. Uh, they they're like, okay, but we'll talk about it later or whatever. And so let's say a day or two later, she goes into a renewal station. And so her memory up until that point are uploaded. And then let's say a couple of days after that or whatever, she snaps, kills PR Jonathan, checks out, goes off the grid and so on. And a few weeks later, like they have the, the whole trial thing and they uh, requisition a provisional replica. What if they edit? Because they can see her memories, right? Yeah. What if they edit essentially everything from the point where she confronts Jonathan at yeah. the party until later. Well, until the, like the visit to the, uh, to the renewal station. Yeah. Yeah. That's so edit all that. yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's what you were going for. So they, they, they lead that segment, which we know they can hypothetically do because of the backdoor that Jonathan discovered. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, the question, the immediate question then becomes is why would they do that? And there is this, idea that PR Holly has at one point that, hey, what if the government is like engineering this entire situation so they can send me in a place where they, they can't send official people, which is the yes. commons, which is the base of operation of ICON. Yeah. And I wonder if that is, if there's more, because she later on dismisses that idea because it's just too convoluted. But what if there's some truth to it? Yeah, because if the so if the government is editing her memories, then they know everything that that original Holly would have known. Right. So yeah. they know that obviously they know that Jonathan was a PR. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, they know that original Holly confronted him about it. So she also knew that if they create a provisional replica with that knowledge, would that PR be the risk free hunter that they need her to be? Yeah. yeah. Th yeah. That's what I'm I'm thinking. It's like they couldn't have P 
PR Holly have the realizations that original Holly had. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. it would defeat the purpose of the PR. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it had to That's- be the original, original Holly, not crazy original Holly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. So that's that's what I was going for, just a short form. I, so I have a qu- I have a question of Genny. So you, earlier you said it's like, oh, original Holly confronted Jonathan at the party. So that doesn't mean Holly murdered Jonathan later that yes. night. Is Correct. It? it doesn't mean that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Great. Yeah. She it could did. be like we talked about it. We yelled. I sued on it for a few days until it broke me or something. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Okay, that yeah. that makes more sense. All right, that that's how it has to be, right? Yeah, I was say, um, unless you know, unless unless there's something really weird where she like, but 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 I don't see how this can work in the timeline, right? Because she has to like, so for this to work the way it is presented, she has to be at the party. She then has to go to a renewal station mid yeah. party. And then go back to a party <laughs> yeah, and <right>. confront <laughs> Jonathan about his status as a PR. Look, I want right. to feel good with my Nana as, uh, as I murder my uh, <laughs> not husband, I guess. Right? Yeah, I, I do think it was a case of they edited ev- out everything that would have made her question <laughs> the government up until that point, basically. So they edited out the realization, they edited out the questioning of Jonathan. Because the thing, the other thing as well, her theory about whether they just made her to like be an assassin that can go into the places government agents can't go into. Doesn't is it Julia? Is her name the ex senator? Um, uh, I I Jill. hear Jill, Jill yeah. but I it, it, Jill. Jill. it was Jill. Jill. Yeah, it was Jill. Jill. Uh, she said this that Holly isn't the first PR they've sent after her, right? Yeah, yeah. Which or maybe not the first that, assassin. I'm not sure if she says PR. Yeah. Um, and so that makes me think that yeah, that's, there's probably a huge validity to that theory. That uh, yeah, the government just says, oh yeah. Go kill your original. Also, whilst you're at it, can you do these things for us, please? Thank you. This is you the know. thing about the short story form, which is, which is like, again, like you said at the beginning, Ben, very popular for like these little sci-fi ideas. Yeah. Um, like the kind of stories we read in high school, like Disfelt, um, or like... Hmm. We, it's like, we like the Asimov stuff, or, yeah. you know, like the Ray Bradbury stuff, you know, like the really exactly. short is one single idea. It's like, um, here's this is two pages, but all of a sudden your yeah. brain explodes. Um, but the, like the thing is like, you know, my brain is like used, so used to the long form. I kept like expecting like the plot. And now here's where she turns against the government and finds out it's all a lie. <laughs> yeah. and, then her, and then her and Skylar like append everything in society, you know, is broken apart. I'm just like, oh, That's yeah, it's a short story. <laughs> That's I think, a see, this is this was one of my other issues with it. Uh, me about how too many ideas not explored enough was I think the PR memory stuff was far more interesting than the theming stuff but the theming stuff was i think they're, far they're the, entwined like i i i feel like i don't know they, they theme, seem like to, the theme of yeah. the story just sorry they did it like this they, the they theme of the original like every <laughs> like time we requires, say theme or original it requires both pieces to like really dovetail together the way it did um yeah. they, they do they do meld together nicely about arguing about what's real and what's not but I, don't know, I just I felt like we spent so much time on the theming, which was a less interesting idea to me than Pia Bird. I loved the theming uh, stuff because it's mm-hmm. sort of the entire thing hinges on the fact that they don't li- they're not living in something that's real. Like that's like yeah. I, I I think that I think that without that background, like the character decisions, the character decisions don't make as much sense. Um, you know, like 
would if if theming wasn't in this story like would holly's reaction to like the fake jonathan have been as strong like you know would yeah. she have would she have thought of him as as fake as she does you know if if this whole like, concept about theming is is there because it's sort of like like the 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 clay at the beginning wouldn't have been an emotional and powerful experience for them if they didn't know that they're living in something fake you know it's yeah like i just can't emo- i i can't emotionally separate them and it's like the like the the shock and horror that that she feels as she goes through all these places that she loved you know is like that's you need that you need that little background shock and horror in order to understand you know in order to understand yeah. why original holly snapped yeah okay yeah i think just because the the there's like the whole concept of creating clones raises a whole host of ethical questions that you could spend, um, which have been explored to death by lots of other things. Lots of things. Um, <laughs> lots of things. And so like, but creating a clone specifically to kill your previous self is, you know, it's kind of the unique selling point of, of this book. And so I feel like that alone produces a lot of ethical questions that could have been asked that just weren't, like they just weren't brought up. They weren't. Um, and so whilst yes, the, for the actual, for the story, they they worked together, but as as ideas to be explored, I feel like I just wanted more from like the clone stuff. I don't know. I, I like clone stuff. I I I think like getting into the mindset of like this is a this is a short story really really changes like the 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 expectations of scope. So it's sort of like yeah. I I got a lot out of the implications of what Holly was thinking. You know, um, you know, with the whole thing in the first couple chap first couple chapters the first 20 minutes or so um where holly is talking about how jonathan's family he has like a do not resuscitate but let's get really a do not re- replicate um yeah. dnr i mean they, they, they say do not DNR. replicate yeah. yeah he has a he has a do not replicate order but like but she is totally fine with it um you know like there's a lot of implications you know, like, and how Holly thinks of what is real and how Holly thinks of replicas and how, like, her, she, ha- she has her own cognitive dis- dissonance, like, between what she thinks of it, you know, when she recalls that memory versus how the original Holly snapped because, like, the cognitive dissonance, she didn't really think that replicas were real when it came down to it. You know, it's just, like, mm-hmm. with a short story, I think you really have to read into the implications and not have it things spelled out as much. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like there's I think there's a really a lot to read into for what the characters take us take for granted. Yeah, I know. Um, I have a lot to say on like the whole the Jill, the ex-senator when she's she checks out and like apparently. So this is kind of going completely <laughs> off off onto another direction. We're going to go off another tangent. Here. OK, so okay. so before Jill was a name, Jill Stein, no. Jill, um, Jill Preston, no? Preston, Jill Preston. Where did I get Stein from? That's an American. Um, that was a candidate in 2016, Ben. Cool. The well, there you go. That's right. That's that's where you got Jill Stein. Um. So uh, Jill Preston was was a was a senator. Um. And even though it's they're not a U.S. government anymore, it's the One World government, which is a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> and so she was thing. a senator for this uh, for this One World government. And when she checked out, she wasn't able, from the sounds of things, she wasn't able to continue being in this powerful position in the government. She she had to, when you check out, you can't continue to live in this white wall society. You have to leave society. 
Um, and I, I was like, I was like, this, 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 there's, there's an implication there that you have to be checked in to operate in society. That and it was just, it just, it kind of like I've had discussions with people on this on uh, Discord, and the problem is, is we just, we just didn't get enough in the story about certain things where it's like, oh, can you operate in society while checked out? Is that something you're allowed to do? So it's just never explored. But like the idea is there. There is a little bit of exploration, actually. Mm. Um, And it is it is just a nugget in one of um, in one of Jonathan's talks uh, that PR Holly watches. Mm -hmm. And uh, he talks about how he acknowledges that there are concerns with PRs and there are. Uh, not with PRs, I'm sorry, with, um, with, 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 yeah, with checkouts and with theming specifically and how there are religions that frown upon any kind of body modification, which nanites is. And yeah. so he says, well, we, we've worked around some of these things, right? And so he says, we've got earbuds and goggles. And the implication is, well, if you don't want nanites that interface directly with your brain and eyes to like produce a theme around the world, but you still want to interact in a similar way to how themed people, like checked in Interact. people, nanite infused people, then yeah. you can you can kind of fake that. Oh right. Okay. You can that have makes goggles, more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can have earbuds and they produce a theme for you, but they don't like you don't they're not internal the modifications. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you are Ooh, still allowed yeah. to do some of that. Uh you still get your um like the the free buddy that the government gives you uh yeah. because when holly pretends to be a checkout to uh infiltrate the commons yeah, yeah uh she tells them that hey i still got that and they tell her oh no that's just another way that they can track you and so yeah they're not all that it's not that they've been cut off from it it's just that they choose not to take it yeah yeah some of some of them do yeah 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 there's uh, like it's a checkout compound but it's like there's i don't i didn't get the implication that you know like this is where all checkouts must go this is yeah. like this is this is for when people are like fed up with society and they're like they don't know what to do and i'm gonna go it's, find other people who have been fed up like me and yeah it's not a lunches yeah. <laughs> yeah it's sort of like they don't really get the choice is you know for, for how they can interact with the world like maybe i you some people would really like still like the nanites but they don't want it to be under government control, which I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's kind of like my, th- that was my read on it. It was like, oh, some people, they don't want the, the, they don't want the nanites in government control because it's all controlled by the government and it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, that's that icon, yeah. that is icon specifically. That's not all yes, icon specific. Yeah, not all checkouts, that's icon specifically, yeah. Going off your comment, Ben, about uh, theming versus the memories, you're, you are kind of right, though, that the memory stuff isn't as expensive isn't explored as much so i see your Mm. point there i i do think though that the theming did really add to the sense that the world was very fake right like with with the forest scene right that really gets you to feel that like the government control like theming controls a lot and i think that adds to the the yeah the setting right absolutely 
even even past the horror of like there's people like going around here like oh they think they're totally in privacy but i can see them and this is where you know it's mary robinette you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) that's where you know it's not brandon um i don't don't know about that necessarily i don't i don't know but like even like what what also comes up in the forest scene is like when you have a theme on the government picks the path that you walk on throughout the day you know it's like it goes so deep it's not even just it hides you from other people and like there's this your your fake privacy you know it's it's actively manipulating what you're doing like as you're going about your day like and part of it is in in this specific case literally just so you don't physically bump into other people right but obviously the implications go way way beyond that yes yes yeah i I guess the, the, the distinction for me this is definitely where the book started edging into dystopia for me. Absolutely. I was kind of already like on the edge and then the forest scene happened. I'm like, no, this is a dystopia. This is. But it's like, the question I would have is like, is there like an actual person running the mapping of those paths and like a person actively manipulating someone? Is it like traffic light engineers? Is it like traffic light engineering? Like the people who the people who <laughs> yeah. do that, you know? Like Yeah. I, I think it's just a, a some yeah. kind of soft AI running somewhere, like yeah. some algorithm. Yeah. Because like if there was a person involved, I find that way more dystopian than if it's like just a computer program. There'd be people involved somewhere and like yeah, whoever it is. People, right? people have to people yeah. have to build the algorithm and figure yeah. out, you know, it's yeah. like they they probably have test test cases and they probably have to run tests and like yep. check out how it's working and just say, you know, if they want to improve the this this program to be like we have to make sure people don't bump into each other or see each other yeah. or hear each other. <gasps> Whoever's yeah. in charge of the like the the default theme. Whoever <laughs> Whoever's in charge of the default theme holds all the keys to all the, the department. Yeah. The, the, you the know, department. not the person. It's like <laughs> one department. person can't program all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. you probably have entire like you probably have hundreds of people in like per city who yeah. have access to all this information. Well, at, at at this level of technology, there is a very real possibility that you have software that can write software. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Which is which is something we are kind of beginning to approach right now. Yeah. Uh, like Microsoft is trying to do something like that, but it's like we are very far away from that. It's right. yeah. like yeah. Con- conceptually we can do super basic things, uh, but we just we're not at the point where we can do that. But in a century or two, who knows? Yeah, yeah. we it's, can't. We as readers can't separate the po- the idea that there's like a human involved. Yeah, because like all of our technology is like person technology person like it's like there's there's no there there's no separation there's no degree of separation so it's like they they the automatic trust that holly had for the system not like the system meaning like the government but the system of like machines that kept that keep their lives like that was like yeah it's kind of a it reminds me of like as an example of something that everyone knows is like the youtube algorithm right Huh. is one of those things where <laughs> when youtube say we actually don't know how the algorithm works i believe them because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of that's how um, that's how learning a that's how machine learning ai's work is there a black box that you throw goals at and then it works out how to get those goals and uh, you know doesn't really 
it gets really complicated. But like at the end of the day, that still in nowadays, there's still a person setting those goals or setting the metrics that the AI judges itself by. But there's still people yeah, that we email and yell at to be like exactly. There's still people. Of- well, yeah. not yeah. really with Google, and they can, but you know. You're in control. <laughs> no, not really with Google, yeah. And it did something bad. Fix it. <laughs> yeah, but then they can also like promote certain things because they have you know they can they, they do have control. They just don't understand. Yeah. Um. As as the actual programmer on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, a lot I've written of, some code in my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, no, uh, a lot of what you said is is accurate, right? And I agree that this is how things work right now. Um, the way I would probably summarize this is is to say that the way the world of the original probably works is that there are still people who are kind of initiating the entire, hey, we need a program to do this thing, right? And so once they initiate the process, the program probably learns, like the AI probably learns uh, whatever objectives it needs to learn. And in that sense, it is not malicious. It is studying like uh, phenomena and like patterns and people behaviors. And like in the forest scene, it is probably studying the way people walk and how they like where they want to go and things like that. But I think there is still plenty of room for somebody, like for a person to have access to this and say, no, actually let's in this, on this day or in this one case, let's do this other thing. Like there's a manual override, or at least there's the opportunity for a manual override. And that's where we hit hard dystopia. That's that's the impression I got. Yeah. It's, um, there, there seems to be like, like there's like the default theme, but it seems people can add their own thing to the default theme. Like that person with the Italian yep. restaurant, you know, he yeah. themed his restaurant after the Italian, you know, Italian restaurant kind of thing. Uh, um, I believe it's Olive Garden. That's what I thought, but <laughs> they said it was something else. Uh, but it, like they, it, it wasn't uh, called Olive Garden. No, they never <laughs> mentioned because, of course, they can't mention Olive Garden. Yeah, but I, I, my impression was Olive Garden me. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought yeah. it was Olive yeah. Garden too. Oh, I should re-listen to that part. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but, like, with with the forest scene, like it's not inherently malicious to want to try and maximize space to maximize <laughs> yeah. people's happiness. Like that, it's creepy, right? But like the the goals there are like. If there the are a lot of people, it, if you there are tons to of people that are immortal, yeah. right? Like you're gonna have yeah. a lot of people if you're all immortal now, right? It's like you know, like we we have we have this problem. Like some people who live in cities are like, oh, I don't want to actually live in a city. I just have to be here for work. I wish I lived like somewhere like with less people and that like I had I felt like I had real privacy. Like the goal itself is not bad, you know. It's like I I understand why they made this decision to for it to be like that. Like it's like yeah, they're 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 really trying to add like positive to someone's life but like the moment you strip it away it's like it's like the there is like this moment of horror like it's it's not the horror isn't erased just because she lives in that society like it's like she's still a human and like the idea that she could like literally be walking by a person right here and not know it is like oh yeah the the downside shows itself it's like the creepiness factor is a real it's 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 a real negative it isn't just like oh that's creepy but at least the goal is good like oh i i I do agree with that don't don't get me wrong yeah yeah because it's like it's only creepy if you know about it 
Don't yes. see how the sausage <laughs> is made. About it. It's creepy. Don't well, look at I the sausage. I think the creepiness factor actually comes from the fact that they didn't know it and now they know it. Yeah. If you're yeah. if you mm-hmm. sign a waiver and you're like, this is gonna this is just the way it is, like I think that's less creepy. It's sort of like you technically know that happens. But what happens is they found out that this was happening and they didn't know about it. They didn't exactly consent to it. Um, you know, it was the horror comes from the fact that you didn't know it before. Yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of why the point I was making earlier about how they don't even think to turn off their theming to yeah. chat. Even Jonathan. It's, it's like, yeah, yeah you, know, they, they, you know, it's it's one of those things like, I just get the impression to them having your theme always on. Like, why, they're like, why would I turn it off? You know, that's it's just, life. Yeah. That is, I've always that's just what their life is. Yeah, I've just always had it on. Why would I turn it off? Yeah, all of this touches on a couple of like very big, very important um well themes um conversations for which uh, they're not original to the original (laughs) (laughs) we're having so much Um, fun (laughs) help we're trapped here and we're making puns (laughs) save us and they're not original puns we're we're trapped in the originally they were sarcasm um anyway (laughs) And so these th- these things. It, so what I was getting at is that there these are concepts that exist in our world, and that like people are talking philosophically in our world, and and they're touching on ideas such as, well, how much can you trust your senses, right? Yeah. Because we perceive reality through our senses, but one, we 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 don't know whether like the the whole is the blue that I see the blue that you see, right? We yeah. can, we can, we, we see a thing and we both call that thing blue, but we don't actually know whether we see the same thing. Yeah. And this, this extends to like all of the senses. Another, another big topic is, and I'm sure this is one of the things that Ian wants to talk about later on when we talk about connections with other uh, works of Brandon. But if everything you perceive is simulated, such as in the world of the perfect state, Mm -hmm. then is that reality still reality? Do you live in this reality? How, like, what do you think about that, right? And then there is the the concept of who are you as a person, right? Um, Are you your memories? Are you a soul with memories? Are they are they separate things? Are they combined in one? If mm-hmm. if and and we are starting to talk about this as we talk about like uploading people to computers and stuff like that. If you were uploaded to a computer, would the entity that gets uploaded be you? If you mm-hmm. were uploaded to a clone, would the yeah. entity that exists still be you? Right? Yeah. Um, it- is there more there? What happens mm-hmm. if someone somehow? messes with your memories are you still you um mm-hmm. what defines your personality because a lot of people say that your personality is strongly dictated by like your past experience but mm-hmm. it's not by your past experience isn't it it's by your memory of your past experience yeah right mm-hmm. so memory is a huge deal that actually reminds me of like star trek has transporters uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Teleportation. Uh, yeah. yeah and so it's like ease no. the person because it's like you're you go into the transporter like it reads your pattern and then like 
that body is disintegrated. And Shit, then elsewhere, there is a new body based off of your pat- pattern that is reconstructed. Identical. Not using the same, but not using like the exact atoms because they're in a completely different location. Yeah. Is that the same person or did the original die and the replica live? I think yep. there's several episodes this, about that, actually. This is all yeah. like, do people have souls? Um, you know, it's <laughs> yes. because it's sort of like, I don't, you know, for me, it's like, I don't think it's me if I'm not literally the person looking out of the eyes and feeling the things and thinking the things. And, you know, like the the experience of being me is the fact that I'm getting like the sensory input and, exper- and like and having the experience right now. Mm-hmm. And if someone who looked like me and had the same memories as me, um, I'm not literally looking out of their eyes and experiencing. And if I tap them, they I won't feel it. You know, it's sort of like, so I'm like, oh, that's not me. This is the meanness is like not necessarily the body, but like the fact that I am living this is this is you, this I need is I need deep. to we yeah. need think therefore vocabulary. you are yeah I think therefore I am <laughs> this is deep um, stuff here this is like <laughs> and I what I like about these kinds of stories is that like I don't think these things should be explored enough to try and have an answer um mm-hmm. I I kind of have this I like the holistic view of like this is just another person in the whole conversation of like the people asking these questions and, and exploring these in stories and like bringing up like another point of view in the whole conversation of what it means to be a person. And, you know, like I, I enjoy that it doesn't necessarily, I, I enjoy that it doesn't try to answer the question. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I, important. Yeah, I do think this could have been a longer story very easily and like asked even more questions or like brought up some more things. But what it was, it's like, I, I appreciate what it brought to the table. This is another point of view in in the whole conversation of what it means to be real yeah and like i understand why it's so short yeah because brandon yeah. can't write another <laughs> four book series. i remember yeah. who i said this to but i said if this story was any longer it would just be altered carbon so like i think it was can uh can we talk about like the the twist with why holly original killed yeah, it's t- her husband. yeah sure. sure i did did any of you guys see it coming like like what it was going to be i don't nope. think so i don't nope. think i gave it much thought i i just okay. went along with the story i i almost thought the hmm because I, I had a very thoughts. strong idea i thought it was i i thought for sure it was going to be something else but then it turned out to be um that jonathan died and like was replaced with his provisional replica which is a, a unique provisional replica you know it was for a different purpose but um yeah i for sure thought like I thought this was going to be like the exploration of like bringing up the whole memory modification thing that Ben thought was like not explored enough. Um, It's sort of like they brought it up and I was like, oh, this is going to be part of like why she killed him. I was like, oh, she carved in liar. Jonathan modified the original's memory in order, like, you know, in order to like make her love him. Um, I was like, I was like, she doesn't, she, she doesn't, she never actually really like instinctively naturally loved him. It's sort of like he did this to her. And like, that's for sure where I thought this was going. Um, like, you know, just, (laughs) I was like, I, I, I like the light horror. I'm not a big horror fan, but I like the, I, yeah. I like I like the like the conceptual creepy horror stuff, yeah. and I was like, oh, oh yeah, this is definitely That's what's so going to happen. And, and then wrong. I was like, yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. that like you know like that would 
that's why like she could totally turn on someone that she loved so deeply if she found out that the love was fake you know yes you know it's like and i like i think that could have worked with the themes of the story but um I think um, my I think I think that one occurred to me, and I think the other one that I kind of was focused on a lot was I thought maybe her theming went haywire, and she like mm. thought he was an orange mm. or something. And I was like, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, did something? Did someone mess with it? Like, did I was like, did the terrorist group like mess with her theming so that like he, she killed him? Or then, then, like, saw them as good guys or something. I'm like, yeah, like yeah. maybe the government decided to actually kill him because, like, yeah. he wasn't giving up the memory modification. Yeah, like, I thought it he was wasn't... something like the government wanted Holly to kill him for some reason. Like, that that's kind of where my br- brain was going with more of the cons- government conspiracy aspect, but that she still did it. Yeah, I think I think I assumed that I didn't think much of it because in a four hour story, I'm not going to waste time. Theorizing midway through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think I assumed that she just found out uh, that the job that Jonathan was doing was actually not his real job. Like he was doing some some secret government stuff, some dark stuff, uh, things like that. I guess it could have worked with way if she finds out that he has found out about the the back door and is thinking that he is uh, abusing that in in some way. So. I, I figured she just found out that I gotcha. he, I was, gotcha. he was a big yeah. lie. Yeah. So <laughs> the back door is to unlock the memory encryption because it's normally yeah. encrypted, right? So it, yeah. it's a back door to that encryption. Yeah. Whereas like, I, I don't know, for us, it's like, it's a big shock to someone who's living in that world. But it's like, for us, it's like, yeah, of course, your security has a back. Yeah. Like, if, if they think they have one immutable right to their memories, and then that's violated, that's going to be like, yeah, that's like the one thing they had left in terms of privacy. Yeah. And it's gone now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to, and, and we don't need to do this right now, but I do want to touch on like just a few miscellaneous points sure. uh, from here and there. There's a lot of a lot of new tech that is introduced in in this place. There's like the the teletrees and the yeah. the skimmers and the bio locks, uh, which I think is cool. Like I I would expect a future society to to have these things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like uh, particularly that Holly's and Jonathan's apartment is themed like physically themed around a like early 21st century yeah. uh, type of stuff. I think that that yeah, gives it a like, nice opportunity to like ground mm-hmm. the reader. Yeah. Yeah. Late 20 teens. Oh, <laughs> mm, I wonder why they chose yeah. that time period. Mm. Uh, awfully convenient. <laughs> it is. One thing that I, I learned on my re-listen uh, that I just didn't pay attention to you on the first time around is so the sculpture or the the replica of the sculpture that they have in the apartment that the original Holly uses to bash PR Jonathan's brains out mm-hmm. uh, is actually a real a real like a real thing. It's not something they made up for the story. It is called the Kiss. Uh, it is by a French sculptor. Well. The original is by a French sculptor. Uh, obviously, Holly and, and Jonathan have a replica of that. Mm, the original? Yeah. yeah. It's, was yeah. it a Rodin or no? Yeah. Yeah, it was Rodin. Okay. Oh, okay. I've heard of him. Okay. <laughs> and the actual sculpture is... Uh, so if you, if you... Listeners and viewers, if you want to look it up, it's called The Kiss by um, R-O-D-I-N. 
and you can find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it depicts an embracing nude couple um, uh, originally appearing in a monumental bronze portal as a relief called the Gates of Hell. That sounds nice. <laughs> uh, eventually, it was replaced by another relief in there. And the the story of the piece is that uh, the woman depicted there, Francesca uh, de Ramini, fell in love with her husband's younger brother. Uh, and uh, the, the story of the piece is that the husband walks in on them being, uh, well, nude and making out, except their you, lips don't actually touch. Are you kidding me, right? Has Brandon managed to fit in another love triangle with two brothers <laughs> in, in his book? In this, oh, God, God damn it, Brandon. You can't go one book, could you? <laughs> Incoming Skyward love triangle, book three. <laughs> I, I mean, in a way, PR um jonathan is original yeah so, yeah younger so, sorry, twin. <laughs> yeah 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 um and, and so so i thought there was like it doesn't have to be like thematic foreshadowing and stuff like that it's kind of a theme with, though it but, is, but, is. But, but, but yeah, yeah it's kind of a thing um that's intentionally so thought, chosen right yeah yeah, yeah. i, the fact I that, think like, it is. they picked a specific statue they i never would have guessed that statue. Yeah. yeah, I'm so well yeah. Um, and I and I, I kept a I kept an eye or ear out for a lot of like other real world references that I can maybe use to like either tie themes and motifs to specific, mm-hmm. um, well, real world things or like places so I can narrow down to like where the story is taking place. And I had a I had a moment where I thought, hey, maybe it's Chicago because Mary Robinette is from Chicago, and there is this. Uh, uh, St. Andrew's Church that actually exists in Chicago, but also exists in like everywhere else. Yeah. St. <laughs> Andrew, kind of a popular thing. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Patron, kind of a big deal. Patron saint of Scotland. Yeah. There, like, there was other architecture that I found, and some of it could be tied to Chicago, but, but that could be because Google is like ranking Chicago locations higher for, for you, me than yeah, other, right. other locations. The, al- um, the mysterious algorithm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't tie it down to a specific location because, like, the forest is the Washington Park, and and that could be, you know. Yeah, I anywhere. think I placed it in like Washington State, like West Coast, because like. I want to say at some point Cascadia is mentioned. Is there, yes, it the, is. It is. Yeah. So it's probably Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I remember oh, that. She does go to a, a fish market and there is one of those in Seattle. Oh, See? I know things about than, the US too. More than too. a few, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but one famous one, for sure. Uh, I but, don't know enough about the States. <laughs> but, uh, well, so Cascadia, was, uh, there's the Cascade Mountains. Uh, mm-hmm in the pacific northwest and uh i think someone tried to like say hey what if we just like make one state and call it cascadia that that proposal obviously didn't go anywhere as those usually do. i like that name though that's cool yeah no no so i i i remember hearing that but totally forgot it so thanks ian that's good mm-hmm. that's why i'm here yep i do want to yeah, i do want to ask a they want to ask a question for uh-huh. everyone uh because this is after all still shard cast Yep. And oh, yeah. we, we, we may not be able to theorize about the Cosmere, uh, <laughs> but there are things we can theorize about, and that is nanites and theming. 
specifically, it is it is very fascinating and very confusing to me how themes actually work, right? Uh, specifically, obviously, you get like a nanite uh, infusion or injection, and they're probably in your bloodstream. And as they hit your brain, they do like some manipulation, so your senses are deceived into into seeing or like perceiving. Uh, things that are like different or not there or whatever, and there is probably software somewhere that that it's talking. It's like with. an internet, you know, mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit, yeah. Um, and there is the whole authentication thing where your nanites can like interface with another person's nanites, so that regardless of how the two of you present yourselves, you still know that this is the yeah. other person. Mm-hmm. The bit that is weird to me is the whole. Holly touching people and like getting yeah. their theme. That that part is just plot convenience, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I figured that was a special PR thing. Well, I don't know about that. I don't. I think I think everyone can do it. I kind of got the vibe that she could do that in her old life. Was like just yeah. to see you can kind of see what other mm. people's themes are. Wasn't there? Didn't and she I, say at the very beginning? Oh, oh. no, Not I was just about to say. In other in other sci-fi properties, nanites are just magic. Like yeah, like Stargate. Yeah, yeah. Stargate yeah. is like whatever. Nanites is you magic. can do anything. Yeah, basically. <laughs> when when she goes to the commons, one of the things they do, like one of the checkouts there brushes against her, presumably That's to true. see whether she picks up on a theme. Yeah. So it's not a PR thing, it's a non-nanite thing. I yeah. think at the beginning, um, not Skylar, but one of the other people in the room, like moves something on the desk that isn't there. And uh, Holly makes a comment about how it's rude that she's not sharing her theme. Yep. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's like something that you have said on yourself is you like you have your theme set to share, and then when people like are near your you, your nanites like, can like have their Bluetooth enabled, and you know, yeah. You, and so people, when you yeah. move something on the desk, it doesn't look like you're not doing anything. It's like, oh yeah, you're moving like a ball that was on the desk or something. I, I feel like there yeah. was a reference to like some sort of internety thing. Um. Yeah, I think she does research on it at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, she goes to search engines, and yeah. when yeah. she gets the proper clearance, the search engines just display things like with the information that would normally be redacted. That's certainly I mean, we're, we're so far beyond permission. <laughs> <laughs> we're so far beyond the need for an internet at this point. When you've got like nanite computers in everyone's brains, like yeah. you know, yeah. it's just an assumption you connected to everyone else. Yeah, pretty, pretty much <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a network. It's not the internet, but they yeah, have yeah, yeah. So, yeah. super advanced internet. Yeah, the net. Yeah. internet two point Yep, or yeah. 3.0. 3.0. Or maybe five point Yeah, <laughs> still my Bluetooth is cutting out. Oh. Um, but yeah, I I thought that maybe there is like the fact that they're they're getting nanite infusion. Maybe some of the nanites are like flowing over their skin for whatever reason, and so yeah. rushing against other people. I can see there even being like a field, like a little like a little field around them. An identity. They're small uh, enough, you wouldn't see them. <laughs> well, it's it, it's physical touch that enables that, so I don't Well, there's not, it's also, it's also not, it does, it's not necessarily physical touch, like skin to skin. It's like close to clothes as well, yeah. Close to clothes, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. man, do you know I just realized? How much of a nightmare would that nightclub be? Like, you you jam into your tunes and then but you're in a nightclub so you're touching people all the time and like I, I think like if you are actively music. if you actively have a theme present like it probably like overwhelms you could kind that. of set it like yeah, yeah set your theme to be whereas like, it's like, like I want this theme on yeah. and I don't want to 
Yeah, yeah. Turn off share Holly, commissions. Yeah. Yeah. So Holly remembers that. So Holly thinks that the default theme of the nightclub is actually different from her own theme. Like she she yeah. walks in as a PR and goes, "Oh, this is too loud." I remember that my theme when I still had theming going on. Uh, I had actually intentionally like subdued the entire thing, so it's not so bad. Yeah. I think some people had the same music, but I think at one point she touches someone and it was like a completely different song. It was like um, a similar yeah. beat though, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's it was, always like the same song and like beat, but different genres. Or yeah. covers or things like that. Or, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think your your default your theme overrides a place's default theme. Yeah, if you want, if if you wish it to, if you wanted to, I, I wish and, there was and, more theme editing. You know, like how well, does that and, work? and not not only places, right? Uh, there, there's one bit that I thought was really fascinating, where Holly talks about how everyone can like present the way they want to, and the polite thing is when you're looking at someone is to just accept the like the vision that they the way they want to present themselves, but also you can use your theme to like override, override that. that. And one of her concerns was that, uh, like when, when she was looking at the videos of Jonathan, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, what if I had actually themed him to be more handsome than right. he actually yeah. is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, that's, that's, that's like, terrifying. The case. There was some learning algorithm in there as well where it learns your preferences. So it yep. could like, yeah, it, it might sort of like, it tracks, like, it tracks your serotonin. Like when you see certain things, it's sort of like, mm -hmm. I really like, you know, sunlight. So like when it's streaming in through the windows. And so like the next time I go to a renewal station, like the nanites like inform the system, like, oh, she really likes natural sunlight. You know, I just like yeah. see if you can put more of that in like that color and that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of becomes your default theme. Not, yeah. not the base, but like yeah. your yeah. go-to. It's like she likes these colors and we get a different like hormone reaction in the brain. Like when we see this one versus this one and so we give can it tell this one. Yeah. 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 Nanites basically magic though. <laughs> uh, it's like it, we need the theme for the story and uh it's magic and it's a short story and so that, that's yeah. the tech that's what we have it's like i can see why they didn't go into exactly how they go in and edit the theme it's like yeah yeah can you like if they like we we are so used to the manual interface and we're like what if you just like slide the like slide the slider yeah like, yeah. Toward, yeah you know it's, it's like whereas like that's yeah, probably right. not even close yeah. to how it's they like i want cartoon world it's like okay like, we yeah, have no, so it's... many themes. We have like we have so many ideas. Like people have already put into the system hundreds and thousands of like what a cartoon theme would lo would look like. Yeah. So yeah, try this, adjust it as you will, and go. Yeah. So I think after this point, spoilers for Perfect State and for Legion: Lies of the Beholder. Ah, okay. You're gonna make cool. me put another timestamp in. Okay, that can be done. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'll, I'll put these yeah. in the YouTube chapters. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Evgeny did touch on this earlier with Perfect State, but the kind of the gist of that world is that to solve the problem of overpopulation is that the vast majority of people are just brains in a jar, and they have their own personalized world populated with AI where they can just be awesome in a variety of different ways, customized to bring them the most happiness, more or less. Right. So in Legion, Stephen Leeds has some sort of disorder where he 
he sees people that are not there and his brain actively if like other people interact interact or pretend to interact with those people like his mind will fill in the blanks so it's like like setting a um a glass of like lemonade on a table he doesn't know for sure whether whether or not his butler set down a thing of lemonade or if he just made the motion and his brain is just filling in the pieces all right so he was studied by a a group of people who tried to replicate that and kind of like enhance that and we know those are the same people that went on to create the personalized worlds where everybody is a brain in a jar right i think that the original fits as a perfect like midway point between that so it's like whereas like they figured out how to like overlay somebody's reality but they're still people they're not brains in a jar okay yeah uh i like that a lot actually that's so funny just like the like when jonathan is having his whole like how are we going to solve the problem of all these people who are checked out is like the the, the <laughs> world just decides nobody's checking out ever again logical thing right? we just have to make it more real um <laughs> make it better. i actually um i remember when he first gave this idea um i think Ian, apparently you weren't very excited about the idea i wasn't either no because it sounds very similar to snapshot where it's like yeah, I hate it. So it much it's you really, didn't like <laughs> did really? It's um, like a, just like a terrible story. Wow, I, I, I liked Snapchat. it. I thought it was I all right, it. but yeah, um, yeah, but like it feels very similar. Like snapshots, just like a, a focused, like a more focused uh, version of recreate the thing that caused the crime mm-hmm. to, to yeah. solve the crime. Um, they, 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 it was in the end, it was very different. But like, yeah. I felt like I remember when they first had the idea, I was like, isn't that just snapshot again? Like, different. <laughs> I think that's why I wasn't excited about this. It's because you hate <laughs> yeah. snapshot so much. Yeah. It made me think of snapshot, but I couldn't quite put my finger down on why, in part because I barely remember anything of snapshot. I don't really remember. Uh, I, remember I remember the twist. It. I remember the twist and that's like it. Like, that's it. Yeah. Couldn't tell you anyone's names, couldn't tell you anyone, anything that actually happened. But I remember the twist. I'll have to go read it after this. I think so. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I've, I now have heard the spectrum of opinions about it. <laughs> look, on Sharkcast, you get a lot of opinions about things. Although yeah. I think this one, uh, we definitely got the people who were interested in listening to it on the staff. So people mm-hmm. who weren't interested, they're not on this show because they didn't listen. People to it. who listened to it of their own recognizance went mm. and are now on this yep. Sharkcast. Yep. So. Can I also add like a Stormlight spoiler? Okay, Just a really, sure. a really quick one. Okay. The, it does remind me a little bit of Hoyd's epilogues at the end when he talks about art. It's sort of like, this is sort of like a, just a, like a longer version of like, Hoyt is bringing up a conclusion he's drawn about something, about like the way art and pe- the way people perceive things, perceive reality. And, you know, it's sort yeah. of like the, the bit where the two Hollies are confronting each other in the art gallery. That could have been a Hoyt epilogue. About, yeah. Yeah. Um, what is in, it? In, in fact, what the opening line, yeah. the opening line of, of whether something fake can generate real emotions. That is a thing. Felt I so <laughs> like it, it could have come out of Hoyt. Yeah. I think, I think it's Brandon, sort of Brandon. Like, it's just so interesting to see like what, 
like you know like that Breton is so occupied by these ideas like you know like it, yeah. it's like as soon as you get multiple works it's like oh yeah just uh could say really there's a, talking about the nature of art you, you could say there's a theme <laughs> <laughs> squeak squeak stop touching your microphone ben i'm sorry i think it's my wire i think my wire for my headphones yeah. keeps scraping against the yeah you gotta yeah <laughs> yeah there there is a there's a thing that i that i wanted to bring up and it never felt like the right time to bring it up okay but it has to deal with the collaboration between brandon and mary robinette mm. yeah and just i've never read a Mary Robinette story. I, uh, I, I I know what some of them are, and some of them are on my list. But there are elements of this story that just didn't feel like Brandon. There yeah. were elements that felt very much like Brandon. Uh, for example, the the scene at the very end where um, Holly like activates the tent. And then goes on and talks about how, oh, yes, I couldn't print weapons, but I could trick the 3D printer to give me things that, that are Brandon. not weapons. But are still- yeah. yeah, that felt so Brandon to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also like the moment where Skylar is giving kind of a rundown of the icon firing team to, to Holly. And then um, he identifies, uh, I think their name is Zoba, Zoba Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a non- non-binary in a very nonchalant way. And Holly is immediately guilt-struck at mm-hmm. uh, misgendering them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like, like something Brandon would do. Yeah. yeah. That feels like a Mary thing. I, um, yeah, and maybe Brandon's like, yeah, in the future, that makes total sense. We, yeah, we yeah, 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 like yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fact that um, Holly has two dads. Maybe oh, Brandon. I, I didn't. I didn't pick up on remember that. that at all. Me- mentioned yeah, I, I, literally I once. That. Mentioned <laughs> literally once. Huh. Um, the fact that both one of her dads and um, and Jonathan wear skirts huh. doesn't feel like a Brandon thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jonathan also wears makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's something he's fascinated by. Um, I think. The only, so like the only things like that. I think the only thing that I picked up on where I was like, oh, I think that was Mary. And I think that was Brandon is um, I think Holly swore once and it was like correctly <laughs> used. And I was like, oh, that feels like I don't think Brandon wrote that. I think very wrote yeah. that. Yeah, that's Mary, Ro- Mary Robinette. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting that they go back and forth, actually. Like, it's not only once. It's a few times yeah. you have the timid Brandon. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, <crap>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then every now and then you have what I assume Mary's writing to be, oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. I, I do find. Yeah. I did think there were some scenes where they delve in like, uh, Holly's emotional state is delved into in a level yeah. of introspection that I'm like, I don't think Brandon does it this way. Usually like this feels like this is like, like the character study and, you know, like, and the constant focus on her emotional state, um, yeah. of of what her, she's always reacting to something that's going on around her. Yeah, I was gonna say I picked up on that. And I couldn't tell if that was actually like I was like, am I just not giving Brandon enough credit, or you know, or being able to do emotional introspection this way, or was that is that Mary? Like, it definitely felt 
it was definitely not quite a Brandon story feel. Like it did feel different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that's totally fine. Like it was very yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. And like full disclosure, at the time when I listened, I hadn't read any Mary Robinette. Um, I have mm-hmm. since picked up um, calcul- the Calculating Stars, um, and I'm partway into that. So maybe maybe if I maybe after reading some more Mary Robinette, I can go back and maybe see if I can do it a little bit better it's just like right now it's brandon and not brandon i had read some mary robinette before i read yeah. um her novella in the shadows beneath anthology oh, yeah which oh. it's the best story in that anthology i think way I'd... better than six of the dusk oh okay all right I'm, I'm in i'm, I'm sold yeah <laughs> that's all you have to say um, uh, and I've also read her glamorous histories, which Ooh, is that's on my list. It, it's very good. It's basically the... Jane Austen, but with light weaving, and it's yeah, it's it's very good. Um, I have it on my. I think I have the first one. Um, yeah. just ready. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, like I I read those all like several years ago, so I, oh. I couldn't pick out like anything specifically Mary Robinette. Yeah, but I also did pick up the Calculating Stars. Which the audiobook, which is narrated by Mary Robinette herself. Yeah. Oh wow. And oh nice. boy, does that I, I started that book and it's like, oh, this is not a Brandon book at all. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Definitely not a Brandon book. Yeah. Uh, how much I, I feel like the all the fruit carving, I I, I yeah. feel like that's Mary Robinette because I mean she's dealt with puppets as like very uh craftsy. Yeah. I didn't know a dang thing about fruit carving. I like I didn't even know this was a thing. That's how yeah. little craftsy I am. So um when I was when I was re-listening to this, and so I was specifically trying to pick out like, okay, I can I can kind of tell this scene is Brandon, and I can tell that this scene is probably not Brandon, so it's so it's Mary, right? And I was and I was trying to like put in words what the difference in their styles is. And I think what it boils down to is one, the emotional state of the character. Like, for example, when Holly is experiencing strong emotions whether that is uh, like when she kind of breaks down after escaping the restaurant in the sewers or literally any time she thinks about Jonathan, like the way yeah. she thinks about Jonathan is unlike anything that Brandon has written. True. Like Brandon mm-hmm. has written some romances where we get the, uh, the woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. It doesn't read like that at all. No. Like, yeah. Um, there's like the moment like when she thinks about his laugh and how, you know, like what it feels like to make someone you admire that much like laugh like that. And it's like, and like that is such like a real moment of like, I'm like, oh. That characterization yeah. was really good. Like that was <laughs> yeah. really, really good. Yeah. 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 So, so that's the first thing where, where I think there's a difference. And the second thing is uh, the thing you touched on, Eric, which I feel like Mary Robinette's style is much more like tactile yes she describes so tactile you're totally right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's not only the fruit like she describes how things feel and how they taste and how they sound and how they feel to the touch Mm -hmm. um like when she's describing when she has a slice of orange peel and she's describing like the tartness on her tongue i was like yeah that's not brandon that's yeah 
Yeah. Not only that, but like the way Holly's mouth like pulls away from the tart flavor of the or the bitter yeah. flavor of the orange, like things like that. Uh, or, or another place where I wasn't quite sure whether it's Brandon or, or Mary, but there's a there's a recurring theme in the entire uh, book where we get these sentences where Holly is describing her environment, unthemed environment. And it starts off with the hospital where it's like the first 20 seconds of the book or whatever, where she goes uh, that she was covered by a thin white sheet wearing a thin white gown in a thin white room. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we, we get enough. these adjective or maybe couple of adjectives and then white, the, the word white, and then a noun and then a sequence of these. And um, I didn't take note of all of them, but like this is one of them. a lot of them. There is like mentions of like white falseness or whatever. Or later on, like when she actually physically goes in the apartment, I think there's a, there's a bit where she says um, pristine white walls, I want to say, and then pristine white something else. And there are like four or five of these. And I don't know how to describe this particular sentence structure, but it's... It, it, it's that it was repetitive Adjective. for effect yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, and i felt these were good. these were real neat yeah yeah it like that that see i noticed that one that you mentioned just in the hospital room and that was like ooh, this is nice and the narration really added to that like i don't know how well it would have appeared like reading it but text, as someone yeah. saying it it was really powerful i think like I, there was a real sense of like immediacy to whatever was going around. Like this didn't feel like maybe this was part of being in like first person versus third person, but it was, it, you really felt like this is really just what she's seeing and feeling and reacting to. And it, it like, it just felt so like in the moment, which really good. <laughs> and we haven't had any Brandon stories where it's first person and the protagonist is an adult woman. We, you got so close to almost being Skyward. There. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is I, I was like thinking, yeah. like some of the things that we're ascribing as not Brandon. I don't necessarily know if that is totally exactly. True, like, but it's sort of like yeah. he mostly does third person, and like I'm sure he would be excited to explore, like hey, I'm a replica and like, what do things feel like? And maybe he would be exploring tactileness more, but maybe May Robinette could be like, yo, I, I, I'm a good fit for this because I do know like I, this is yeah. my style doing this. So I, I, it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah, I think it's less like Brandon wrote this, Mary Robinette wrote this. It's this part, Brandon heavily influenced this part, Mary Robinette heavily influenced. It's, it's yeah. not like, yeah. um, like Good Omens where own- you can like, almost tell which one lines were Terry Pratchett and which were Neil Gaiman is, you know. It it was a really smooth fusion. Like I never really felt like it was it wasn't paragraph Brandon paragraph, Mary Robinette paragraph. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's kind of about voice. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the way this this worked out is Brandon just kind of wrote the whole thing and then Mary Robinette heavily revised wrote a new draft. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and they um, had a lot of back and forth and things like that. So technically what happened was Brandon wrote the outline. Ha! Huh. Like, 
and like the world building Bible. <laughs> I'm Mary Robinette wrote the first draft, then Brandon wrote the next draft, and then Mary Robinette wrote the third draft. Okay. That, okay. that makes a lot of sense that they would yes. do it like that. And that, yeah, like because it does feel really cohesive. And like we're we're honestly just running our mouths trying to like guess. Like we, yeah. we have <laughs> no idea. We have no idea. No. We could be totally off base if any if either Brandon or Mary Robinette watched this. We're so sorry. We're just <laughs> we're we're just going. We're just going. But um, Brandon's <laughs> sitting there like I I ate so many oranges to get that description right. <laughs> but, oh, this is the one episode Brandon uh, listens to. He, he doesn't listen to this stuff. But uh, <laughs> word gets back. <laughs> but that that makes sense, right? That uh, if if that's the first draft, that there would be a lot of more tactile stuff that it like doesn't feel as much as Brandon's writing. Even though obviously he revises things and put put a bunch of prose. But yeah, if if I if I were these two different people, what a weird sentence, Eric. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, makes sense that he would be doing the world building. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, if Brandon writes, hey, like you get a world building doc that says like the entire world around them is actually just like these white walls, white rooms, white clothes, um, so that it's easier for like whatever to imprint on them. And then going, oh, yeah, I can make this horrific. You know, just yeah. I can make this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Are are you guys excited for more Brandon collabs? Yes. I'm also excited for more audio. And I'm also excited that this, you know, more Mary Robinette. Like it's like mm -hmm. this is great. What a what a great lead in and uh I've started getting into her library just of last night and it's great. Yeah, I do plan on exploring more of her stuff after this. I need to read more. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's been on my radar for a for a very long time. Oh yeah, uh, essentially since she showed up on writing excuses. She always has so uh, much great stuff to say there. For sure. Yes. I was yeah. gonna say I, I've I've never listened to writing excuses, and this was literally the first I ever heard of her. Like she's literally great. first time I've heard her name. She, yeah, she's she really is, smart. She is. Yeah, yeah she's very smart. Mm -hmm. uh, I I mean I I liked audio things, but I I would just oh man. I, Guys, I don't know how people would listen to a whole Stormlight book. Like, I don't know. Like, that, that's... I've listened to all of them in order to hear a book multiple times. Oh, man. This <laughs> seems so long. It was a very good presentation of an audiobook. It's just I still would rather not. Do we, do we want to close this episode with a bit of what would our themes be? Oh, yeah. that's fun. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, and and so my understanding is that themes in the world of the original are not like universal. You can still have uh, kind of a, you know, your renewal stations can look like a childhood memory or something like that. And then your nightclub, nightclub can be a horror story. Yeah, oh, um, for sure. So so something uh, something that is quintessential us something that we like a lot um and it can be a club it can be our house it can be the place we live in i know um, exactly what mine is so i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, start because i have no idea <laughs> I, 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 actually, I actually do know what i would Great. pick too i'm going um, on the assumption that i am me 
and like this technology has been introduced in my lifetime. Not that I was born in this world because I have no idea what someone born in that world. Sure, uh, I would never. I would never theme. I would never get oh, nights. Oh, that's a I, cop I, out. I would, I'd, be a che- no, I'd be a checkout. I'd absolutely be a checkout. Well, I, yeah, you're paranoid about everything with technology. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Saying like, if you right now went into that world, like as like yeah. If- Tomorrow, okay. someone said, "Hey, we have nanites, and they can okay, compete yeah. in the world." I'd be like, "No, thank you." <laughs> like, of course, yeah, you all right. Of course, you're I paranoid <laughs> about everything. When we've had yeah, this it's like many I would, times. I would have a, I would have a hard time making that choice with me now. It's just sort of like I don't trust like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if like you know, let's say I was convinced about the safety and uh, efficiency and privacy of the nanites, and I was like just exploring and trying this out for myself, like. I I I I'm not an outdoorsy person all the time, but it's like I do get really sick of cityscapes. It's like it's not for me. It's like I would probably just be doing like versions of like the forest, uh, seeming all, like everywhere. It's just sort of like no, I want to live in a small town um, where I have to see like very few people, and it's just going to be all outdoorsy all the time. Mm. um it's it smells better out there like the air is cleaner it's like it's quieter like i just sit on my front porch like i like i have like this like place in my mind where it's like in the front porch at my at my parents place and the sun is shining and it's like just early fall like it is now um and you know like and there's like and there's no sound i'm just sipping a nice tea and like there's just wind in the trees and a distant lawnmower and it's like yeah this is like this is this is the environment I prefer. Um, it's like there's there's actually space. Like in a, in a city, doesn't it feel like I don't know? Like there's not really space for me to just relax and chill. I always have to be on guard when I go outside. It's um, so it's like I can see I can see what I would do if I had access to theming. This is actually a question I a- asked myself after reading the book, <laughs> and I've been trying to figure it out and it's like and i have the idea in my head of what i would want yeah and it makes sense in my head but translating it into words makes it sound like a complete mess mm. go, go for, for it, it. <laughs> so it's like one there there do have to be trees so it's like like tree-lined boulevards and then like the buildings this mixture between like not medieval but like older architecture juxtaposed with like modern like architecture with like the the clean lines and just like a clean calm like bright green like leaves and grass and just like wind in the trees like really really heavy wind because i love wind and trees yeah Um, yeah it's like overcast sky I will say, and you are just, just describing London. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you're London describing like a European like, city. Yeah. 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 Ben is going to say this is just England. And I, yeah, like, London I, is I wasn't of... going for England, but I was going for like Europe, where they have buildings that are like probably yes. at least 400 yeah. years old. Mixed you have in Georgian with right next to like brutalist architecture. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's all there. <laughs> I like yeah, that... new buildings. New buildings are pretty great. I like I, I like the vibe I like the look of the older ones when I walk by them when the leaves are falling from the trees and it's just way prettier. Yeah. <laughs> I want everything to have modern amenities. I just want some of them to look old. 
Yeah, go inside. <laughs> yeah, go inside and it'll be like clean and you have running water and AC. Yeah. But I on that note, before I, I go and answer my own question, <laughs> um, I have grown a little tired of how new Chicago feels in general. Pretty much everyone on on the podcast and some of our listeners will know that I I heed originally from Bulgaria, which is a country that is at this point like 14 centuries old or something like that. And so 13. And so I am very used to like old, old architecture, like not dominantly, but you know, a church here, an old building there and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so living, living in Chicago where, uh, the city hit the reset button a century and a half ago with the with the yep. great chicago fire <laughs> it sure did it sure <laughs> did um it's uh, it's a little weird it's a little uh, I, I i need the old stuff which is why i enjoy going back to europe uh so much cuz it, it it like it doesn't need to be bulgarian like even going to like mm -hmm. um uh well anywhere in england really it feels like home, even though I've never lived there, right? Mm. I really want to get over there. <laughs> one great. of the years. It's the someday, <laughs> what Americans will, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but to, to go to go back to my question, uh, I've always been a city boy, and so I think for me it's going to be like it, it's going to be a little bit of a mixture between like a suburb and a downtown, right? So. I kind of want the downtown stuff with the the skyscrapers and the, the big buildings and the the blocky architect like the efficient architecture and a lot of glass, a lot of steel, and then. But I also want the suburb life, right? I want the I want the houses. I want the the space. Like one of the issues I have with like proper Chicago that is that is not suburbs and that is not downtown is that it is just cram like everything is next to everything else and it feels so crowded and I hate it and so it's nice that in the suburbs it's you know you have the the you have the the spacing between the different buildings and that's nice and so yes I would want the trees and I would want some grass and I would want some parks and things like that mm -hmm. um I would love like a stream or a river somewhere in there. Water, I do. What water is good? Yeah. <laughs> um, I do quite enjoy the like the the tinkling sound of of river as it as it goes over. Like it's nice. Oh yeah, like have you ever guys sat on a on a riverbank and like watch the sun reflect off it as you go? Mm -hmm. You can just sit there and like be mesmerized for hours. Like. Yeah. That is one thing I would amend to mine is like I would be on the coast because while Ooh. I am not a beach person, I am an ocean person. Hmm. I like, I like being by the sea. On occasion. I like that. See, all you guys are weird with like wanting old buildings. Old buildings are <laughs> nice to look at. I would never want to live in one. I like the modern <laughs> aesthetic inside my house at all times. Uh, I, I even don't... have it inside. But... <laughs> yeah, but like not, I don't, I don't even like, like, I don't want to live in a place that like looks or feels old at all. I do not like it. I, hey, I have, yeah. When do you think my house was built? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, I mean, everything's old in the old world, Ben. But, uh... It's, uh, 
We have it on our street on our little placard. It was built in 1892. Oh, <gasps> I used to live in a house that was that was uh, in 1837. Uh, oh, yeah. This place was built uh, last October, so that's where I live. <laughs> it's literally brand new, and I got to pick everything up. It was great. But, uh, like, I do, like, 60 degrees, sunny, light wind, river walking by is nice. Like, people are kind of annoying, but, like, I don't, like, I'm not a country person at all. I lived in Montana for a decade, and now I'm not there, and it's kind of nice to not be there, but, uh... I don't know, but like, like as as far as like a cityscape, like I don't know. Go, let's let's go sci-fi on this. Like uh, old things are lame. Let's let's do new things. Let's do even newer things. That sounds cool and fun. I'm like, no. Let's let's make this like as natural as no, possible. No, no, like no, no, if no, I have no, to no, live no. in a city, like just like make it like overgrown <laughs> with like trees. Like let's do it. Let's. See- the the advantage to theming is that you can be like today I'm feeling this theme and I want the city to look like it's the post apocalypse where plants have run over and like I'm seeing wild animals walk around and stuff like you can but it just would do be that, beautiful right? and functional you just go into a mm. building and it's just like an entire building overgrown with a tree and you go into the roots and just like listen yeah yeah I'm a <laughs> yeah. boring uh suburb kid who's always lived in suburbs so i really like suburbs. whatever whatever makes us feel safe and happy see i'm just like wow i'm feeling pretty good right now i don't need to change stuff but yeah i'd probably take some nanites that sounds fun uh you guys seem to have fun with your answers so i've decided i'm gonna actually answer the question oh that's good yeah oh yeah because your your total cop-out answer was lame yeah (laughs) right but i still i still think here's what i think i think if i lived in a sci-fi dystopia i think i just have it themed just after the sci-fi dystopias it would like always be night it would always be raining and everyone would always be wearing like 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 everything's neon everywhere yeah it's just blade run like just, it's just Blade Runner, but here's yeah. the thing. Cyberpunk also, 2077. Yeah, yeah. I also really like sunny days, so I think I'd like switch between always raining nighttime and like beautiful sunny days, like where it's just not a cloud in the sky, there's a nice cool breeze. See, I don't need like, theming for beautiful sunny days and it, it always <laughs> having a breeze because I live in a really great place. You do. You it's do. really pretty. It's blue all the time, except except I'm, when it looked like Skadrial a month ago. That was that's why they have domes because like if you, it's raining, but mm. you want it to be a sunny day. Yep, that's exactly why they. Uh, oh, so it's basically um, uh, Trantor from Asimov. It's just like it's all city. I'm gonna amend slightly my answer and also add a, add a mountain. We, we can go so deep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I do miss looking at mountains. California mountains are lame by comparison to Montana mountains. That is for sure. Illinois is flat. Oh yeah, I I, I want, I want something in my landscape. Okay, it doesn't need to be a mountain. It can be like a space elevator, but just <laughs> yeah, I, either either or. You know, I I would not have a mountain, but the, it would be hilly. So. I, I God, like mm. having being in a mountain valley is is really nice. I, I, it does feel very homey to me living in, in such a place for ten years. Uh, that like and California now- is just weird. <laughs> California is just weird. There's so many people, and it's like it's weird being next to the ocean because I've I've never lived next to an ocean. It's kind of nice. It's it is. I have a great commute along the ocean. You know when people and, commute. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that. I, the Shardcast audience has heard all of our deep 
hopes and dreams for our ideal realities. Huh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think right. my answer is totally lame because I have no idea what I'd want. So I'd probably like just switch through themes and never find what I liked. <laughs> Honestly. Put your theme in the comments below. Enga get those engagements so the YouTube algorithm that we talked about <laughs> likes us because I well tell you one of the goals of that YouTube algorithm is the more engagement, the more it gets shared. Uh, if, as recommended, and uh, and so we we only talked for almost like over half of the runtime of the song. <laughs> so yeah, no, we're, do us. we're we're doing great. But the thing is, is that when you get five people blabbing, we can blab a long time. We could probably blab another hour if we weren't tired. Yeah, I've it's um. Ben made me think about like the Spelt short story that I read in high school again, and I'm like, wow, it was. Like thinking back, if you haven't read this, I'll try and find a link. It's like it's like free Please. school materials. Um, mm. just like one of these little high concept stories that yeah. I read. I read my teacher gave me a lot of these in English class. So that's yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 English teacher stuff. English sure. teachers they love these little short free stories. To um, make you think. Anyways, okay. um, Harrison Bergeron is the one I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of the uh, one of the few like short stories I've actually finished writing is literally all about consciousness and like memory manipulation and like it's literally ah, so like you really, really like that actually, subject i really like these you, ideas like did you guys ever read do android stream of electric sleep in in high school i've never done that no, i did I not yeah it's a i i read it a long time ago i don't remember but it's like you you went out like in about this and i'm like yeah like this is exactly the vibe you're you're totally right of like a little short contained um it's not the svelte, it's the Velt by Rad, Ray Bradbury. So uh, that's the you can you can find it like it's right there, like as a PDF, like for teacher resources on Google. Um, and, <laughs> intermediate level story. And and it, uh, that is what Blade Runner is loosely based off of. Yeah. Nice. Wow, we've sure talked about a lot of different things in this episode. I have one more thing I want to okay, say. Right. I want to make sure I got okay. this in before the end. Okay. You guys watch? Have you guys ever you, you guys watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? No, I am aware of his existence. I have. I'm Before, aware of his existence. At the end of every episode, they have like the theme tune that plays, like the to be continued thing. But in the lead up to that little dun 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 dun, dun tune, there's like a guitar snare that happens in the lead up to the to the ending, and it's the same guitar snare that they use in the original all the time. I swear <laughs> to God, it's the exact same oh, guitar snare. And I'm like, I'm seeing that, and I'm like, I keep thinking, I'm like, is someone playing the JoJo theme near, like nearby? I'm like, oh no, it's the book. I'm like, oh yeah. my so, God. Can, is funny. this a JoJo reference? <laughs> yeah. I, with the music that I, I did, I think I would have liked the action scenes a little more if it was more than just the same action scene track. It's like, oh, it's intense. It's like, yeah, they just always play the same music. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> but like, I like we could have switched it up a little bit. I don't know. Even even with something like graphic audio, you don't get a lot of, uh, I guess, budget for uh, of course, for for music, tracks. Yeah, like I bet. once you listen, once you listen to a few of, let's say, Brandon's books, or not even Brandon's, like you start identifying that this is the action theme, this is the love theme, this is the kind of calming, relaxing theme. And yeah, like they, 
Netflix they have about was very, an album worth of, of tracks. It was like really invisible to me because it's sort of like it's I, I don't think it's you're supposed to be that consciously aware of it. I mean, some people will mm-hmm. be like, Eric, you just seem to notice it every time. But I was just like, didn't even notice like the that the theme was being repeated. I'm just like, this is the unconscious. You're being keyed into like this is the this is now an action. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just because they used it like four to five times that it's like, no, oh, I yeah, mean, like I, I didn't notice yeah. like it was yeah, its- did not was not conscious of the music being tracked being used the same time other than that guitar snare and like the music in the nightclub i didn't even notice that there was music playing like during fight scenes like i i I have no idea what music you're talking about it was was very subtle like it it would just like made it feel a bit more intense uh you all have to re-listen yeah it's definitely there though uh but it's a nice subtle it's a it's nice just, subtlety. It's really good. I think, In before, I think it was just part of Eric's theming. And <laughs> I mean, I am going insane, so that's fine. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Sharkcast. You can find all your news, theories, discussion, and fun about the original and uh, all Brandon works on 70shark.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can support us on Patreon if you want. Join us in Discord. We're chatting about stuff too. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you all next time. Okay. Also, read Mary Robin at Koal. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it was really good. So, yeah, definitely should. Bye. Bye. Uh, touch us so we can share our Whoa. themes with you. Oh, okay. I'm glad. Cool. Call! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>